0: Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Joe Thunder back once again with another episode of the Joe Thunder podcast Bringing you the latest and greatest, the freshest, the dopest in hip-hop and cannabis news From Denver, Colorado, all over the motherfucking world You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Be Good Dispensaries, our official sponsor Check them out for, you know, all your marijuana needs They got some hot Dylon fire We got another banger for you today, man We've had this guy on before Motherfucking graffiti icon, man, like, psh, he was just showing me a book of shit from 92, 93, from L.A. to fucking overseas to New York to Miami. You know what I mean? He's a dope graffiti writer, graffiti bomber, seat 3PO mul crew what's going on brother how you doing
1: i'm doing well sir thank you again for giving me this opportunity uh,
0: yeah welcome back man we had you on you know earlier on another podcast with the muse yeah
1: yeah yeah that was fun shit was real a- dope you brought
0: cannolis you know what i mean that's Street. right cannoli where's the
1: cannolis man we was running late today bro
0: next time next time when we do part three that's right that's We're right. gonna have to fun. Just go over there beforehand. You know what I mean. Just grab some shit and fucking.
1: How was uh How's Joe Thunder been since I seen him last?
0: Not too bad, bro. Kind of you know maintaining. Like there's always ups and downs. You know what I mean. But fucking not. I can't really complain. You know, I'm trying to make some moves. Trying to get things going a little better. I you see. I mean? see you,
1: bro. I seen been, a little more promoting. I've been you watching the mean? Instagrams. You've been you been snapping, dude. You've got a lot of fl- content. I know
0: footies I'm trying to make it interesting, bro. And I'm trying to grab their attention because you know it got a lot. Of homies, yeah, 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 all over the motherfucking world, and you know what I mean.
1: I definitely seen you up in the game though, like you for sure all up in my feed now.
0: I have to be man, and you, you that's made you mean. made my algorithm, bro, for real. Cause something be like, man, I be wondering, bro. I be posting some shit like a couple days ago, and then I be having motherfuckers like it today that I know. <laughs> But they liked the other shit, and I'd be like trying to figure out like, do I need to do more, or is it just like, am I trying to? Same is it thing, like
1: double Dutch, bro? And I'm just trying to jump in, and you know what I mean? Like, same thing happens to me. I'll post something, and I'll be like, boom, you know, six, seven, eight hundred, you know, likes and shit, and then I'll post something else. It'll be like fourteen. Right. <laughs> you know? or,
0: you, or you'll get something like I've had something too where something will go really good like on Monday and then you kind of post another part Tuesday and it'll be it'll be just yeah, it'll you be know. like
1: hey bro too many slow down <laughs> yeah slow down, down a yeah, little bit yeah, yeah. that's cool man Did, were you able to see the 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 planets tonight
0: I didn't bro I got off of work and I shot right over here I wish I'd have known I because I was on the highway what's going on with the planets man
1: bro you can see five different planets the oh, next shit. couple days. Okay It's like uh, Some rare shit You know how Every other weekend You hear about some like Rare wolf moon Or some shit Yeah But apparently the, the planets are popping This This march They've got like You can see five of them In a row
0: Do you know which ones?
1: Oh now you're gonna put me on the spot. I'm
0: putting you on the spot. You can't I, give me half the like information. It's like Venus,
1: Mars. It's like all the ones closest to us. <laughs> Which I think
0: ones are those? Well, I'm old and high right now. I have
1: no. I, I um, all right. I it's gonna be. It's the far- gonna be Pluto, Mercury, Pluto's Venus. The farthest, right? <laughs> right. Well, did, is that the one that got degrade, uh, downgraded?
0: I don't even know. if We had a planet downgraded. We so used to have even-
1: ten planets. She. So no, but but it's like it's like it's like the it's like uh, Mercury, huh. Venus. Mars and motherfucking Saturn, and then I think Uranus. <laughs> <We> pause. <laughs> <laughs> how old are you? Shh. Nah, nah, well, nah. I'll give
0: you two tidbits, and I've said this before. I've owned an original pair of Jordans, Jordan ones, the blue and black ones, and I seen N.W.A. in concert at McNichols Arena in '89. Damn. So those are my two little things that I tell you how old
1: I am. Were you? Um were
0: you a fan of He-Man? Of course.
1: Thundercats? No.
0: No. I was more He-Man and G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. But the old sure. G.I. Joe. What? No,
1: not, not, not the new shit with Serpentor and all that,
0: right? Serpentor is when I kind of stopped. Right. Serpentor was the shit. last shit, but the Snake
1: Eyes, yeah, Storm yeah, 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 Shadow.
0: Yeah. You know what's crazy? Is with YouTube, I found out, like, their story. Like, I knew their stories, but I didn't know, like, the whole conclusion. Like, I never knew Snake Eyes died. Did he? he dies in a battle.
1: Oh, no shit.
0: And I never really put together, like, um, Storm Shadow being a G.I. Joe and a Cobra and kind of going back and forth and kind of really being a good guy when everyone thought he was bad. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I learned that I didn't know. I was like, dang.
1: My wife, she's going to kill me for saying this, sorry. My wife thought G.I. Joe was, like, one dude. You know? It was just I could what, see that. Just one dude. She thought it was Duke. No, she, Yeah, she was, it thought it was a guy named Joe
0: No, but G.I. Joe's was my shit
1: Yeah, I had, I had, I had him But so you're, you're that age group right? were, mm-hmm. you, were you fucking with like uh, My Pet Monster Nah You didn't fuck with that you After was, that,
0: I was, it was either like G.I. Joe's He-Man Or music or sports Because okay. I was into music early Like early, early you know what I mean?
1: You had, like, La Bamba and 45 and shit? Oh,
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, all the Temptations and all that stuff, our parents our parents always listen to music. But as far as rap music, you know, I told you I never really heard Rapper's Delight or The Message till later, till, like, in college. But my shit was, like, some Midnight Star, some Freakazoid, some Herbie Hancock, some UTFO Houdini Fat Boys. Rest you know? in
1: peace, bro, R.I.P.
0: And if I want to, like... I was trying to think of even, like... Older ones than that, like Houdini, like Curtis I said. Blow. yeah, Curtis Blow.
1: Right, there was, like, all that shit.
0: I wasn't too much into, like, the, the cats, like, the MCs MCs, you know what I mean? I kind of got into it with Kumo D, too. Okay. You know I mean? I don't know with if the you glasses, ever. With the yeah, glasses. I don't remember if you ever heard of a rap group called Mantronics.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know
0: what I mean they were kind of like that techno, like house, like hip hop. They were the only ones that ever did that, and that shit jams to this day.
1: It's funny that you said the house thing though, because I was just listening to another, a different podcast, and they were kind of. He was an A and R, and he was talking about early rap, like you know, groups and stuff, and they were saying that how. Like when Queen Latifah and all these people came out originally,
0: yeah, it was that house shit. They had
1: to have the hip hop track, and there was that always pump, pump that almost gym. that hip house <laughs> mm-hmm. side. You know, B track had to accompany almost everyone. If you think about a Jungle or Brothers or was the B
0: side? They would put the house track with right, the remix on meant. the B side. Right, that's yeah. what I
1: meant. So you have like Jungle Brothers, See, girl, yeah, I'll house, you all that stuff. Those were all early hip hop.
0: Tribe Daylight, I remember all that shit? They had
1: all that shit. So like the Brand Nubian and all them, they I, all had house tracks on
0: them. Dude, Brand Nubian was one of my favorite groups ever. Was it? Yeah, like because they were all like dope. Like Grand Pooba was on a little higher level because he just had that flow. But Sidhu X had the voice. Lord Jamal You know what I mean And they were always the Wild Cowboy They were always together And then they broke up And then they were together But they always had good tracks Throughout the generations You know what I'm saying
1: Well If you were into hip hop at the time And I guess What a lot of people don't, I mean they, they tend to forget Like that whole movement Of the Daisy Age mm-hmm. So you had You had uh, Tribe had You had Dayla, that, and, and Jungle Brothers um, um, uh, Native Tongue, Native tongue. tongue. Right so they had the whole Native Tongue thing going on. And that, and, and if you really think about it, for hip-hop, it was real bold at that time to be like that hippie, backpack, peace-loving, de la shit, right? What we, did you think of it? I loved it. My brother, you know, shit, I was part of that DayZH shit. My brother loved it. He used to have the little fucking hat that you tie up in the fucking foosh-naked shit, you know?
0: Because I was telling you, I seen NWA in concert, and that show was a crazy lineup. Because De La Soul opened up. They did Me, Myself, and I and maybe one other song. And then I believe Slick Rick came on. And actually, like Slick Rick was my favorite, but he kind of got booed. They wasn't feeling it, you know what I mean? Well, because
1: he was literally that New York
0: mm-hmm. shit. And then after that came on. I know Too Short was supposed to be there. The, the rumor was that he got shot and he couldn't make it. But they brought out the D.O.C. And I remember, like, hearing the DLC, and, like, this fool was killing it. And my homie was like, this fool just came out, like, last week, like, two weeks ago. He's their their new, like, MC and NWA, and this fool killed it, bro.
1: Bro, funny story, DLC, when I was a shorty, my dad had a uh, friend who worked at, like, a record label, and he would always just give my dad, like, mad promotional Uh vinyls, right? Uh-huh. And my dad would always get all, the rap stuff or whatever and, and bring it home, and he would give it to us. And one of the—I remember one of the first—it was D.O.C.'s record. I want to say it's
0: the one with the Dr. Dre Marvin Gaye remix to the formula on the B side. You know I what I'm c- talking I about?
1: I couldn't even tell you, bro. Ooh. Honestly, I just remember D.O.C., and I remember it being gangster, like— But with bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because he had mad skills compared to the other. I mean, Q was a good writer, but they were like, he was coming gangster with bars. And
1: that was around the time, I don't know, I mean, I know you remember, but when they started uh, the war on rap music, Mm -hmm. and it was like that whole, like, uh, uh, we're not against rap, we're not against rappers, (laughs) you know, we're against that violent music or whatever. when they came out, what was the old girl's name? Who came out with the explicit lyrics label?
0: Um, I have it right there, man. Yeah, me
1: too. It's like Dorothy something yeah. or something. Like that. I can't remember. But it was that time. It was she was very, trying to
0: start like the Christian rap label. Right. And get everyone to convert. It was a very specific
1: time in rap. Dolores Tucker. Dolores Tucker, exactly. That's exactly what it was.
0: But, Talking about the DLC, though, man, it's crazy how a couple greats came out of Texas back in 89. Because we have one of the best lyricists in the DOC and then with Premier you got one of the best fucking producers, bro. And if you think about it, like his style, that sample shit is still rocking to this day in Texas.
1: Bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something for the first time. I didn't know that Premier was from Texas or that Guru was from Boston originally till like Mid-90s, like I thought they were like New York, New Brooklyn, York. you know what I mean? Because yeah. they were always on that Brooklyn shit. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until they called it out on their own album when they were like, yo, what's up with your boy, Guru, dog? he thinks he's from Brooklyn or
0: something. <laughs> when I was like,
1: oh, wait, they're not from Brooklyn. And no, sure enough, that was, you know, but I think it was Moment of Truth, right? When he said that mm-hmm. in that album. But um, yeah, I didn't know that at all.
0: Hey, growing up, who were some of your favorite, you know, MCs or rap groups or... Producers or whatnot.
1: Growing up, like like as a kid yeah, as a or kid. like high school shit.
0: Man, I mean,
1: because if we're talking about like eighth grade early shit, yeah, well, you just go through it. early uh, then okay, high so school and now. Super early, like eighth grade, seventh. Uh, I mean, seventh grade, the end of seventh grade, beginning of eighth grade was a monumental year for me. That's when Cypress Hill dropped. First time they did uh, "How to Kill a Man." Right That's right. when the ghetto boys dropped And right. the whole All the hood was playing uh, um, uh, It
0: was that song with, And they had that beat for the Nike din, commercial din, 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 Oh you're talking din, about um, Mind playing din, tricks on me
1: Mind playing tricks That was my shit bro Eighth grade Mind playing tricks was everywhere Cypress Hill was everywhere We were listening to like um, uh, West Coast shit We were listening to more like um, Oh man I'm trying to think of this fool's name I can't even think about it like uh man eighth grade was a weird year because that year nirvana dropped Nevermind, and that was a big deal um but I was that was like the first alternative shit that I was listening to
0: I seen him at the Coliseum
1: yeah that was 89 right or 91, nah, I, seen him,
0: 91. I seen him I seen him the year he died probably
1: 91 92 is when it was they
0: that a year youth row or whatever uh, Utero Utero I seen that For that shit
1: Yeah um, But like uh, I'm trying to think Like uh, West Coast We were definitely Listening to West Coast stuff um, But it was like Pre-Dell Pre- Pre- Like uh Hiro, Pre all that shit It mm-hmm.
0: was um, Were you listening to Backpack shit Or were you listening to Gangster shit No nah,
1: it was gangster
0: shit Cause I'm thinking like Around that time You got like DJ Quick Might be a little older Um, You got like Compton's Most Wanted What was this
1: dude Um MCA,
0: MCA, yeah, calm, that's Compton most right, wanted, yeah, all that
1: kind of stuff. But um, man, yeah. that was more, or less, a few in between because we were listening to um, East Coast shit. So like, Dos Effects came yep. out that year. Um, Who
0: came out first, Dos Effects or Lords of the Underground?
1: Oh man, I think Dos Effects. <laughs> yeah, I think Dos Effects came out because I don't remember seeing a Dos Effects video until they came out. With their second album, mm-hmm. uh, was
0: it was uh, is it the gr- straight from the Sue the green or? one, right? Or no, it's the
1: second one where they're like on the cover, you know, like doing one of these. Um, but um,
0: now I think das Effects r- was the original um nursery rhyme type of shit like they say, like nowadays, you know, they call like nursery rap, you know what I mean? Nursery rhyme, rap. I think they're like the original. My homie says bone thugs and harmony, but nah, Dr. Effects came way before. Yeah. And if you listen to their shit, they actually put that shit in their raps. But the thing about them is by their second and third album, they weren't saying that no more. They were actually elevating.
1: You're talking that bone skinny, bone skinny, river, yeah, all that you stuff? You know, I'm
0: saying they kinda of, yeah, are they here these, one, two, uh, buckle my shoe, three yeah. you know, that's that's nursery rhyme all day right yeah. there. That's you know.
1: The thing with that though is if you really if you really listen to it at the time when it came out, it was so different that other rappers, like, if you listen to Q, uh, Q-Tip and a few other people around the time, they could be like, oh, yeah, I could do that, too. Mm-hmm. Because it was it was totally different. But in retrospect, if you go back and listen to it now, they they actually had bars, man. Oh, yeah, they flipped it. Yeah.
0: People were just, you know, they definitely flipped it. And like I said, on their second and third album, they kind of stopped that.
1: Their second album was fire, bro. One of their favorite songs of theirs, of mine ever, uh-huh. is um, um, what is that song? Uh, it's the remix too. It's not even the, the original song, but um, uh, can't even think about it. We cut all this out, right?
0: Nah, we just gonna roll through it, dog. <laughs> I'm looking up right now though, cause I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I, I remember the first one, and I remember like the the green album, the one with 40 in the blunt, and hip hop. You know what I mean? I'm over here trying to spell all high too.
1: They want effects. That was the first. Oh, they want one. a
0: flex. Yeah, they want effects. Yeah.
1: They want effects. Yeah, like that's effects. That was their
0: first popular shit.
1: Mike Cheka is the remix, bro. This shit okay. right here, this is my jam, bro. <laughs> Oh yeah, Right? Can we do that? We... Am I breaking rules here? No, nah, we...
0: I think you could have it on for like a couple like seconds okay, without okay. it getting fucked up. But what's the Green Album? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: That's that one. That's oh. uh, it's uh.
0: Hold it down, maybe.
1: No, it's uh. Um... Yeah,
0: hold it down. Nah, oh. like they had a they had Oh, I thought albums. you
1: meant this Green Album.
0: Oh, no, that's the first shit. This is the one I'm thinking. Okay, okay. I, the first was classic. Okay. This is the one I'm talking about where they definitely spin the whole different no more nursery rhymes, no more rat-a-tat-tat. You know what I mean? They definitely elevating.
1: This shit. The, remember this one?
0: Oh, don't no, quit. Come yep. on, man.
1: Anyway. That, that's
0: on that green album I just showed you. So,
1: So going back to what we were saying, though, that was a very specific time in rap music. That was like 91, 90,
0: 90, it's like 91, 92. And there's so much shit that came out in 91, 92. I'm gonna have a homie on tomorrow, man. He's like the little homie. He's like me and his brother ran together and graduated. So he was always a little brother. And he always put me on a little bit of music. Like I remember in 90, right when I was like a senior, he put me on a Keith Murray. He's like, you gotta hear this shit, bro. This was tight. Put me on the, like, I want to say Lords of the Underground, you know what I mean? So, there's but even
1: that came a little later, though.
0: Then, that's effects,
1: yeah, dude. Because that came I think out it was when close. I was like a sophomore, man. Because that's when, that's when, um, uh, who were we talking about earlier? The with the Keith Murray's crew, uh,
0: Red uh, Man, Eric and, Sermon, or Eric Sermon, what EPMD,
1: was, e, yeah. But what was the crew called? Uh, Death Squad, Death Squad, all right. So, if you remember, Death Squad, Tupac, Redman, Method Man, separately, before they became Method and Redman, and, um, and some of that Wu shit. Like, I remember Inspector Deck and a couple the people came out with their solo joints after 36 Chambers, but before a bunch of other shit. Right. Um, that was like 92. 90- 92, 92, 93, no, 93
0: right. 94. Right. Uh, maybe you might be right. 93, 94. It was a little later. Because I I didn't get it. I, Wu-Tang was the same shit, bro. Like, I was literally in college one day. And this was way, like, not when I was, like, brand new. Because I remember the little homie put me on it again, some little DJ, fool. And I was literally walking by his room. And he's playing, like, Cream. And I was like, what the fuck is that? He's like, you don't know what this is? I was like, nah. He started playing it for me, food. I was like... God damn! Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but I mean, <coughs>
0: this is straight for fire, bro.
1: Hip hop was like um, at that time it was uh, sky was the limit because so much stuff was coming out. Um, Every you know, Nas, right? If you think about '93, right? Like Illmatic. If you think about like all the different uh, Wu stuff that was coming out. If you think about like you know
0: um Nori Mob Deep
1: right Mob Deep exactly all that stuff that that was that was uh very crucial but go back even f- further than that like or earlier than that rather you remember the fushniks I do you remember that
0: La smooth <laughs> ain't got nothing to lose that's
1: right uh but you know all that stuff was um it was a time so Nas, Mob Deep, Wu Tang, all that came out, brought the street back to hip hop. Mm-hmm. It had because of De La Soul and all that. Make it had gotten and
0: it was more that they were more right, like that college rap, that hippie right, shit. That
1: hippie shit. So you know when Wu came out,
0: they brought it, it back was, to the streets.
1: Yeah, that's what it was, and and that's exactly what it was. It was. Um, Return of the hardcore, you know. Even krs One was saying, "Return to the boom bap means just that, right?" Return of the real hardcore beats. I think like rap.
0: DMX was a part of that too, and like I said, Mob Deep.
1: DMX came a little later, Mob Deep for sure. But Mob Deep came out like a step after. Uh-huh. But but DMX came later than that.
0: Then Wu Tang.
1: Yeah, dude. DMX, Rough Riders, all that shit came out like. And yeah, we need a Googler.
0: Hey, is there we need is there anyone that wants to be a Googler for us to smoke a gang of weed? And-
1: yeah, right. No, you know we, we, we might be off a year or two with some of this stuff, uh-huh. but we're we're right in the same, you know. <laughs> you know what's funny, dogs
0: are having this conversation and now that I think I'm all fucking John Blaze, but I like was at work the other day and I had to break some shit down real quick, fool, cuz I was watching some shit and I was in my mind, I was like I had the timeline kind of right but I gotta get it right, and it was on West Coast shit. And it was like, who can and my, th- my ones were Ice-T, Too Short, NWA, King-T. Okay, okay. So I already knew that Ice-T came out first, cause he came out first, I already know that. But I, I knew, I had a feeling that Too Short was way before NWA too, cause I remember buying their tapes at the flea market, the bootlegs, and that was way before NWA came out.
1: Dude, when Too Short came out with that, fucking I got to slow down and let the gold diggers count my spokes, Mm -hmm. like that to me was craziness. And that was 92.
0: Yes, this is early, bro. 91,
1: 92.
0: And then I would always like put King T and NWA kind of like together because my comparison with them is like when you look at NWA on their first EP or whatever, they look like they're from the East Coast, bro. They're not wearing dickies. They're not representing that L.A. culture type shit. They're wearing Adidas. A couple of them have Flavor Flav Clocks. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is like, y'all turned out to be gangster, but y'all were you, you were kind of portrayed some way different. But King T literally came out within months, maybe before or after. Maybe, I don't know. It's really at the same time. He has the most gangsterous cover ever because it's at the same time it's the same music and he's and they they i just seen an interview with him the other day and they talked about his iconic fucking shot with the Cadillac straight dicky suit raiders hat with the 12 gauge with and looks looking like a fucking gangster like that shit really was dog. Well, i mean
1: it was so it was very fluid i don't know if you remember like ice tea right so like ice tea mm-hmm. i remember ice tea coming out in like uh he was like Electric in the movie. Boogaloo yeah, he was in. Yeah, yeah he in and was in. And all that. in but I remember seeing Ice T, and it was more. He was. I mean, you can't get more LA than Ice T, right? But he was. He was on that like kind of New York. If you remember, he kind of was. If you he rem-
0: was spinning kind of with the with
1: the leather and the boom mm-hmm. and the leather hat. And so, if you remember, um, that shit. I mean, I mean, photos of Dr. Dre. You got to see all dripped out in boots and with like fucking. Le- so it was very fluid because they were all emulating the rappers that came from the Houdini. But that's and- what I'm
0: saying though. With King T, he's an original, OG in the West Coast. He didn't. Right, right, right. He kept it fucking gangster. His lyrics, and rap were more East Coast than his look and everything, which is crazy because he talks about Dana Dane. You know, my old couldn't find my Dana Dane tape. You know.
1: Yeah, but 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 people forget. You know, Or even now, when you know, people experiment with hip-hop now, and they're a little more on that, like, um, you know, experimenting with, like, um, older themes or, like, you know, just even more on, like, some, like, you know, I'm going to speak my truth or whatever. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, that's soft. But if you really think about, like, all what was happening, even early, early in hip-hop, that's what they were talking about. They were talking about their day-to-day life. They were talking mm-hmm. about, like... What happened to me? And, and whether that was Slick Rick or if that was, you know, um, I mean, that was later, but even Ice Cube, like the day-to-day, like, you know, like, uh, you know, what's the song that Ice Cube, uh, Today Was A Good Day? Mm-hmm. It was kind of those kind of raps where people were just experimenting with, like, you know. I think
0: Cube was, like, all over the place. If you look at his career, he started off gangster, then he went East Coast, then he went militant, and, you know, and he went to, you know, that and went to some other shit.
1: What a beautiful thing to be an artist, though, man. Yeah, that's you that, could, you know, you can flip it and bounce it, and one day you feel like this, and the next exactly. day you feel like that, you know, yeah. and that's cool. And 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 I know a lot of rappers nowadays uh, they struggle with that, right? Because it's like, you know. I had a friend who's a you know he was a really great rapper and you know he did both he did like real mental heavy raps and then he did street gangster shit like he mm-hmm. would talk about people getting murdered because that's how he grew up he saw shit but and then he turned around and be like knowledge for self and this exactly. and that but what I would always tell him I'm like nah bro you gotta come out hard first then go soft <laughs> because if you come out soft and try to go hard nobody's gonna take you seriously I mean look at what happened to MC Har- Hammer FC Hammer was the softest dude on the planet. He was soft batch cookies. Then he came back out, and then he tried to do that '90s hard shave, you know, with the you know. And timbulance. even even
0: at that, he was signed with Death Row.
1: Yeah, they laughed about the block. It don't get you know. You
0: ain't running with the hardest motherfucker. You, you got to come running.
1: out hard first. That's soft, <laughs> bro. You can't you can't do it backwards, you know. But yeah, man, hip hop hip hop was a it's a great thing, man. And and you know a lot of people. And I know now it's real. It's real popular to be like uh, your mind's expanded and you're like, oh, what are you going to do, the hip, hip, hip hop sprays? And you're going to do that almost as if like hip hop's a bad thing. But I'd be like, no, man, I do up hip hop. I'm a hip hop What do you think guy. of the
0: new music? You, you a fan? I mean, I'm sure you, there's some people you like and some people you don't. But I mean, what do sure, you think?
1: Sure, sure. What what, it, what I think is, is I embrace the youth. I embrace exactly. the new stuff. I try to listen to it. A lot of it's not for me, but it's not meant for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'll hear it, you know, and it's, and I told you this, I think, last time we were here. It's like me trying to explain, me, my 17-year-old self trying to explain to my uncle about why ODB was the shit. Right. And my uncle was like, bro, this is trash. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, you just don't get it. Yeah, look it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like, now I try to keep an open mind, you know, and I listen to people because, you know, the youth, man, they're the truth, man. You got to listen to them. But it's not all for me, dude.
0: No, I get it. I get it. You're right.
1: You know, I, I keep an open mind, but some of it I'm like, yeah.
0: Some of know. it's cool, but some of it, I'm I'm like, I'm not eh.
1: hating. It's just not for me.
0: I was listening to some music earlier, and I was trying to, like, just figure out, like, what to classify it. Because it was, like, on some straight, like, gangster shit. But it was like a there was singing and it was like it wasn't like normal gangster shit. It was like almost some like
1: was it like uh fucking It was
0: tight, you know?
1: Was it like uh uh Man, my memory's horrible today, dude. It I don't was, even I don't,
0: this it's it's like nothing I've ever I've heard before. I've heard other stuff from the city that sounds like that.
1: But is it like Death row singing shit? Like like uh what's his name? Rest in peace? Nate Dog? Yeah.
0: Kind of like, yeah, I guess you can kind of put it what you, like that. What do
1: you feel about like, 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 uh, emo shit, like Kid Cudi and stuff like that?
0: I mean, it's, some of it's cool, you know?
1: You, you, uh, you can, uh, vibe on it intellectually, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of it is cool. Get, you know, if it's too emo, like, what about, like, this guy they killed? What was his name? XXX, X, X, or what is his name?
0: Yeah, extasia or something. I know he's. I don't know. Yeah, I probably said it wrong. Don't butcher me. But. Right, right, right.
1: Have you heard his music? I haven't. I haven't either.
0: You know what's crazy? But really? I know
1: motherfuckers love him.
0: Yeah, dude. for real. I I knew motherfuckers who loved fucking Takashi Six Nine before he did all the snitching. That were like, just like how I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. for people at work. No, see, I no
1: couldn't. people
0: at work like corporate like fucking. The, you know what I mean? That just love that shit. And I was like, I don't know, bro, but it's just. Like on it, bro, and you're just like, "What the fuck are you? Why? What? I've listened to it, and like, I can't get any of that."
1: You ever seen the video of him online where they remixed the, uh, the fucking, <laughs> he did like a gunshot, like, uh-huh. and then they remixed it into a whole?
0: Oh no! You gotta
1: Google that shit. But
0: even like that, man, I know people like you said that will ride for that shit, and it's just like, what the fuck do you see in it, like? But I never.
1: What about, uh, you? What we've talked about classic rock, I think we all agree on that. Like, what mm. other music do you fuck with?
0: I listen to everything, bro, pretty much. I mean,
1: Spanish music,
0: oldies, like old shit, not like anything new. That you know what I mean?
1: I fuck with like, uh, That's
0: what I was gonna tell you. That's what I was gonna classify, like some of the new music. It's almost like that cartel Mexican music,
1: like the corridos, yeah. yeah,
0: but like like American version but it's kind of the same shit because it's all but it's all like it's it you know what I mean it's like not just like saying it it's like grasping you type shit if that makes any kind of sense like Tupac would grasp you Kendrick you know kind of grasp you like that music you just like it starts you know what I mean it's crazy
1: what you gotta do is when you edit this, you gotta you gotta put in like two second snippets of everything we're talking about. <laughs> like, that, you know, then it'll
0: give oh two be seconds. Like
1: Fushnick is and to be like <laughs> oh I
0: can just go there, just do an overdub. That's, That's what I I'm saying, be, yeah, yeah, I got you.
1: um No, you know, but like 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 uh cumbia salsa hmm. and that kind of stuff.
0: Nah, not really. I mean, you know. Some fucking. I, that's what we grew up some borracho music, you know what I mean? That's like i g I'm you gotta figure. I'm like four or five years older than you, so my shit, you know, my dad was listening to all that get drunk music.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: Marvin Gay. Well no, nah, I like Mexican music. Oh, like Jose Fleddy Menes or fucking okay, okay. Antonio Aguilar or you yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. shit like that. Like Yeah, you know, uh, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we listen to all that shit. Like I said, we grew up with music, bro. Vicente we grew up Fernandez. with fucking Motown, The Temptations, Marvin Gaye, all that shit. Michael Jackson. We listen to music, everything, bro.
1: That's what's up. Yeah, man. So I think we covered, we covered some of the... Next time we'll talk about, uh, you know, uh, late 90s hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And we'll move into... Uh, well, no. You know what? One thing we will touch upon is uh, I was just telling you I listened to the Fat... Uh, uh, I, 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 I read the Fat Joe book. And um, I never, you know, I guess I knew he came out that early. Mm-hmm. Like he talks about in his book about how he was like one of the first Latino rappers. This is what's crazy, I bro, it. about Fat And he was Joe. like 91, 92, or mm-hmm. 93. I remember him being early, but I didn't remember him being that early. And no, he then was. when I went back after the book mm-hmm. and I, and I like saw some of his videos, I'm like, oh, shit, okay.
0: No, what's funny about that is I met him about a month ago when he was here and I talked to him about that I was like, bro, I was like, we're probably about the same age And I was like, what's funny is like I graduated and I went to school in Albuquerque in New Mexico University, of New Mexico And a couple of the people that I, I was cool with start calling me Fat Joe and like they're like, there's just rapper named Fat Joe and I remember going to, like, the record shop or even, like, the magazine shop and seeing them on the cover. And he was, like, some ball full of, you know what I mean? What uh, would you go to
1: Tower Records?
0: Yeah, like, we would go, like, I'm trying to think. There was, like, a bookstore in Albuquerque, like, in Knob Hill that had, like, they sold, like, records and, like, magazines. But I saw that shit there. And there was, like, a couple of, like, mom and pops, like, record shops that I seen it. You know what I mean? But I, I, told...
1: I miss those, man. They would just let you sit there and look
0: through the shit. Mm-hmm. But I told him about that, and he, I was like, "Yeah." So everyone started calling me "Fat Joe the Gangster." I was like, "Cause I was like from the hood, like you know what I mean? but from Denver." And you know, I talk, you know, I talk different than people, you know, in college. They're like, they're kind of proper, you know what I mean? So when you come there, I can just kind of. All over the place They're like What the fuck You know What
1: did he say He's like nah There's only one Fat Joe Nah he's like he
0: said, good (laughs) shit You know what I mean Shit Gave me a pound And kept it pushing You know
1: Uh, That's funny Um, But
0: real quick I was gonna tell you Like Fat Joe bro Like I remember that I was in 92 And Fat Joe Is like The man When it comes to like Hip hop As far as being A part Or being Monumental Shit You know what I mean like, you know what I mean? Like well, he,
1: yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that till like again. I, I, read the book, but like that, I didn't know that he was like digging in the crates and all that shit. I didn't, that right. shit. And I didn't I, today know. Today
0: I heard a tight ass song by Big L, and I was like, I fucking shazammed it real quick because I was some Tony Touch shit, oh, and yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like Big
1: L, Fat Joe, and Fat Joe. I was like, damn, this is tight. Right. I didn't know a lot of that, like, <laughs> like that early shit. Like,
0: you Early, know? yeah, big dude. How many motherfuckers can say they have a song with Big L?
1: Well, in the book, he talks about uh, how they uh, were gonna form a group and all this shit. They're on know?
0: different. Yeah, they we're on like kind of, some, kind of some different level shit, bro. It's it a trip.
1: You know, but it, it's like that, man. You know, especially when you run in those kind of circles, man. You'd be surprised how small those actual circles are. You know, mm-hmm. as an artist.
0: Like I'm sure if you read the book, he talks about the fucking being on stage for the fucking freestyle they did with Biggie and Tupac. And like he was right there and he was supposed to be like next and like Big Daddy Kane like took the mic and kind of cut There's like four like like there was like five people on stage You know what I mean? And they let Biggie go, Tupac, and like I one more person. I want to say maybe Big Daddy Kane went And Fat Joe was right there. and he was about to go next and he wouldn't let him go like some crazy <laughs> shit But that's monumental because that's on Biggie's you know that CD when he died Some you know what I mean? I don't have too many Tupac Biggie freestyles
1: That's right I don't know, man. I think I think uh, you know those those years those formative years, at least in my opinion, of hip hop. Um, hip hop had a sort of um, uh, renaissance in the fact that there was artists coming from everywhere. Um, at the time, you had the West Coast stuff. You had all the Hyro stuff pop- mm-hmm. popping off. You had Domino, Delta Funky, Homo sapiens, You had like all that like Hyro stuff, Hieroglyphics, and uh, uh, what are these guys called? Um, From Hyrule. Which one? uh, 19th until infinity. Souls of Mischief? Souls of Mischief. My brother brought Souls of Mischief to Chicago. You want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Sorry, Teal. I always have to apologize because I always tell the stories. But um, he um, he ended up uh, bringing Souls of Mischief to uh, a concert that uh, he promoted. Um, And this is a cautionary tale for all you guys out there in podcast land. Do not ever throw a concert during the NBA Finals. Oh, never. Okay? That is a bad fucking idea. So, my brother Teal decided to throw a concert during the NBA Finals. Um, and it was crazy. We had a like, crazy promotion. We had, like, rented one of the biggest, you know, theaters You in guys the went comp- out. Yeah, dude. We had, like... OG and the Bulldogs. Oh, my we goodness. Had, we had, high, uh, we had uh, Souls of Mischief. We had, like, Five Local Acts. See, like, I, real quick, I was gonna, I
0: wanted to throw some hip-hop names out there for you, but I didn't think you'd be able to hang, but you've already said a couple of them that <laughs> okay. I'm like, OG the Bulldogs is one of them. I was like, he wouldn't know that shit. Right. I was like, man, Tronics. I was like, I don't know if you know about so that So my brother
1: shit. went to... but <laughs> well, again, I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to say it. But anyway, um, he went uh, to get at OG and the Bulldogs and, like, convince them to come to Chicago for this concert and all this. Um, But anyway, the story is actually um, uh, NBA Finals, right? There was a big old concert that we threw. We had promoted it. Everything was going lovely. You know, the day... Oh, and it was during the Bulls' reign. So, like, the Bulls were, like, you know, NBA Finals with the home team. Right. So... You know, I remember, like, that day being like, oh, shit, today's the finals. And my brother's like, ah, who gives a fuck? Like, hip-hop, man, we'll come out and this and that. And I remember us standing at the fucking theater, like, waiting for, like, people tickets and stuff. And it was like, it was like a whack showing, bro. Like, it was like, you know, maybe a couple hundred people came out. But it wasn't crazy. But this place fit, like, two grand. Let let me say
0: something real quick. Yeah. You threw a show during a championship right. in your own city. Yes. So that's like Denver being in the in the Super Bowl on Sunday, and I got a big hip-hop show yeah, on Sunday yeah.
1: what do you during do, the though? Super Bowl. Yeah? What do you do? I'm like 17. My brother's like 23. We don't know what the fuck we're doing, right? Where we're bringing you know we're, we're,
0: videotape it all no. I have it on
1: videotape I'll show it to you I think it might be in that hard drive nice okay but you know
0: always document that's what we're talking about you all gotta always document your shit except well, for the dumb shit
1: well, no, well
0: don't document fucking doing some dumb shit but as far as music writing art all that shit aren't you
1: glad though we grew up in a time where we didn't have cell phones
0: For sure, for sure.
1: God forbid some of the stuff that I did come out (laughs) on the internet or be documented. Like, there was no Facebook or any of that. We'll get into that right now, but let me finish the story. So, we throw this, you know, my brother throws a big concert. Man, we got G's into this thing. We're paying acts. We got local acts. We got all kinds of people coming through, and only a few people show up. Fucking.
0: Now, when you say a few.
1: A couple hundred. Okay, but hey, it was the, I was
0: thinking like when you say. If I was thinking like twenty. No, nah, bro. Couple 50. hundred. But okay, like two hundred. The
1: spot holds like two thousand.
0: Ooh, it's a big ass spot. So it you looks know empty. What I'm saying?
1: Look, bro. Sad as a motherfucker. But anyway, my we laugh. Me and my brother laugh about it now. But like at the time, he was he was only in his young, early twenties, and like we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We just knew that we were gonna be like, "Yo, I'm gonna invite Edo." You know. So
0: real quick, can you explain that? Did he? You said he. Did he go to New York and go like recruit? He Ed went o, to Dylan?
1: Boston because they were out of Boston, okay. and he had went over there to recruit these motherfuckers. And say, "Hey, we're throwing a concert. We're gonna hire you. You coming through?" And like, he and did how it. did he?
0: How did he like uh, hook up with them? Did you follow like the num- the the address on the album? Or so
1: back then, yeah, back then. I don't know if you remember, like, rap pages yeah. and, like, all these, like, local a yeah. would have these newspapers with all their acts and stuff in it. Okay. And, and at the time, my brother was doing producing and he was, like, you know, fucking with local acts and throwing, like, a lot of local parties and concerts and stuff. So, you know, he was just going through these He's in things. the scene? Yeah, you know, and he was just picking up stuff and, and you know, he was like, yo, um, you know, we're going to, you know, we love Souls of Mischief, right? Cause U L crew, like our unofficial, you know, theme song is 93 till infinity. Cause that's when we started. Uh-huh. Um, so we were already like, yo, we like these guys. And we were dull fans even before, you know, Souls of Mischief. Mr. Bob, I believe So we, you know, we were like cool. And he was like, all right, I'll bring it. I'm bringing this guy. i am bringing this guy. And I forget who else he wanted that we, we couldn't get. But it was, it was like pipe dream shit. When you're like 23 and you're like mm-hmm. hip hop and you're like trying to make, you know, stuff happened he was like yo we're doing this we're doing that so he ended up uh reaching out and contacted these guys and he put them on retainer and was like yo you're gonna f-? we flew him out to chicago put them up in hotels and oh whatever. shit yeah so uh it's funny though because nobody showed up man you know and fucking we were all salty as fuck and i remember um it, and to top it all off it rained that day okay <laughs> so you know we're sitting here and, and we're doing the best you know we can with what we got and uh fucking souls of bitches is all pissed off they're in the green room they're all like yo you're
0: know <laughs> they're salty and i'm
1: telling my brother, was like yo i think these guys are pissed off he's like i don't give a fuck they're getting paid <laughs> right, right? Uh, like, yeah you know, like, i mean <laughs> um but you know it, it's funny things like that that growing up and doing like that kind of stuff um you, you learn right, and that's why I say it's a cautionary tale, guys. Don't ever throw a concert during an NBA playoff when it rains in your own city. In your own city,
0: <laughs> and it yeah, better that. not be Game Seven either. And they win the parade because everyone's on the parade, fucking shit up.
1: But we we always did stuff like that, and that's one thing at least for my brother that I always admired is like he had like you know did not care about failing. Like yo, you just get up, you on to the next thing, you know. And, uh, you know, we got into that and he got into, you know, the, the hip hop scene early. He put me on and you know I got to meet tons of people because of that. You know, I mean, we had people mm-hmm. like Ryan Fest coming through our house and we had people like Anster 13 and, you know, like uh, all these like really, really uh, prominent people. Did You guys
0: ever fuck with Kanye?
1: I did it. The only story I got with Kanye, you want to hear the story? Yeah. And it also happens to coincide with the Souls of Mischief story. I'm glad you brought that up. We didn't set that up, did we?
0: No, we're on it, though, bro. Okay.
1: So at the time, they wanted to do um, uh, the guest list and shit. And uh, I remember we had people on the guest list. We had different reporters and kind of stuff like that. Right. And uh, there was a pretty well-known producer at the time called Shockwave. And he was from chicago, and we we kind of knew who he was, uh, so they wanted to put him on the on the guest list and uh My brother was like, yeah, cool, yeah, let's do that. And then they were like, okay, we want this guy, we want that. And we're like, yo, we can't put everybody on. They're like, oh, we want to put this one Kanye West guy on. And my brother's like, I don't even know who that is. Like, we're not, we got to cut it. Because we had everybody and their mom on the guest list, you know. And my brother's like, nah, we got to cut it, we got to cut it. But I always remember that, and I kind of joke with him. I'm like, yo, remember when you fucking (laughs) shut down Kanye West or whatever? Damn.
0: (laughs) Damn.
1: but no, but but we we didn't have a lot of interactions with him. We did have interactions with like his mentor. Mm-hmm. So like no ID and like
0: sounds you like know. you fucked with common common sense back then a lot too, no?
1: We all ran in the same circles. They were older than us, much more talented than us, and um, we would see each other at parties, at, at events and stuff. Like I have a very vivid. Uh, memory of seeing uh, Common and them like playing pool at this one spot we went to and stuff like that so it was all kind of like interactions but I no I never met the guy and I never talked to him I knew his peoples mm-hmm. and I knew the peoples they ran with but you no know, not me personally you know um, but you know it, it was in Chicago it was a small scene everybody knew each other like I definitely remember when he blew up when he was like can I borrow a dollar and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff um, I remember it you remember the music box? Yeah. Did you guys have the box out here?
0: Where you pay like $1.99 to see a video? Yeah.
1: Okay, yep. so I remember seeing all that shit on the back. How about E.C. Illa? You remember E.C. Illa? Nah. So he just dropped uh, a book, actually, about a month ago. Um, E.C. was like the guy that was supposed to... He was the the chosen child. He was like the one that was... He was supposed to be the next guy, the yeah, next and, one. Yeah, and he got signed and... He was like better than Twister. He was like a cannabis almost. Yeah, sounds dude. like and he, like he, was supposed and he, to
0: kill it, but didn't really. And
1: he was like blowing up on the box, and he was like uh, like rotation, and like he was doing good, man, and you know, and he did a lot. Of, he was a white guy though, but he was a gangster white guy. Um, uh, but you know, all those little circles of what was happening. I remember at the time, like um, Do or Die blew up. Remember Do or Die oh, for smoking sure. hay in the oh, no, Twister. I, uh, Twister, but back twister,
0: then he was tongue twister. Yeah, I actually seen like some shit like that. It's funny you said that because, um, I be on my little collecting shit. You know what I mean? Autographs all this shit. And somebody posted on eBay like a ganga, like black and white promos of fucking of rappers. You know what I mean? And you know, but they had like um, three times dope nonchalant. They had Twister and like some of these pictures were like autographs that like they never no longer go by you know what i mean and that was one of them like i've gotten twister before and you know it's it's a cool autograph but the one that he signed on that one was the tongue twister whatever da 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 another one i seen was uh, they had a prince rahim which is rizza he probably signed no prince rahim autographs in like fucking 50 you know 20 years like those are super rare, and that shit was up to like 500 but it was some cool ass little you know what I mean? Black and white. You remember the little black and white promos that the, yeah, yeah, they used to yeah, give you? You yeah. probably, you know? But yeah, like, they had some dope-ass shit. Like, I was like, damn, like, some brought back memories, bro.
1: So, like, all that stuff. Um, I don't know, man. It, hip-hop's one of those things where, you know, you had to have been there, right? Like, For it, sure. Like, you had to have been there. And, and you know.
0: Dog, I was that kid, like, I want to post a picture, and I know I have pictures of it. You know how they post the I'm this old type shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had, like, pictures of my room when I was, like, in middle school, and I was getting the write-on magazines and cutting out the pictures of Run DMC, New Edition, and posting putting them on my wall, bro, and it was, like, hip-hop. It was, like, you know, the LL poster type shit.
1: It's crazy, too, because I was trying to explain this to my girl the other day about how, like, if you were a real fan of hip-hop, then you remember when that shit was more electronica than hip-hop, you know, when you really start getting into, like, the original shit, like all the, even the uh, African Babada, like, all the Yeah, the, all, like, even with Planet no words, Rock like, we were talking and about and Rocket,
0: like, you know, that all shit that was shit.
1: was all, like, it was synthesizers, it was drum machines, it was all, like, it was all, it was, you know, it was that shit. And then... I feel like when people try to come back to that now, people are like, "Oh, that ain't hip hop," and I'm like, oh, "A lot closer than you think." Like, you know what I mean? Right. You know, but, but that's just, I don't know. That's showing my age because you know I remember hip hop like when it first came out. I remember playing or break dancing on a you mm-hmm. know, on a cardboard in my room with, while my older cousins playing the Beat Street record. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and you know. It, a lot's changed
0: since then, you know. It has, bro. It definitely has.
1: So, what, what? What? We got into a hip hop hole right there.
0: I got, I got, I got a plan. What we're gonna do? I'm, I'm gonna get it perfect. But um, <laughs> hey, well, shit. You know, that's how it goes. You know. But yeah, man. Like fucking back in the day, seen so much, heard so much. You know what I mean? Never thought it would be this big hip-hop yeah
1: yeah it was uh i remember getting excited dude in the late 90s when target i don't know if you remember target started uh like uh had an ad campaign where they were well even before target when seven up remember when seven up did their hip-hop campaign and it was like real rappers.
0: I was I I just seen some shit that it was like Allen Iverson and was it like Common or was it yeah, somebody it was like, like that?
1: Common. It was like uh, I think Rock Kim did one. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like and I remember seeing those and being like oh snap those are real rappers mm-hmm. and like like in, in like uh, in like in a in a in a context of like hip hop rap but it was a Seven Up commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, being excited about seeing that, or when Target first started running some of those like newer commercials, and dudes would come out with a pilot. Oh, like, doing the graffiti, yeah. Like do the tag on the screen, and they had like a guy doing a head spin. Mm-hmm. That was exciting for us because we didn't see that.
0: I know the other day, um, fuck, I just lost it.
1: <laughs> that was exciting because we didn't see that. You know, it was it was like it was one of those things where. You know, you see yourself in 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 the in the in the mainstream. You mm-hmm. know, because people weren't showing what we were doing. You know, when we were young, it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it wasn't that much.
1: Oh, you're listening to black music. Oh, you're listening to this. Or you're listening to that. I was like, no, no, no. Hip hop's different. It's not mm-hmm. black music. It's everybody's music. Everybody's music. And the this culture. Is, right. This is what we're doing. People didn't get it. They didn't get it yet. You <laughs> no.
0: Know? One of the one of the I caught it, but what I'm um, what I was trying to remember is um. I seen the other day a commercial, a Jordan commercial, and they're always kind of talking about how Jordan hates rap and don't like rap and this is all rap. But I saw a commercial with him slanging Jordans with Spike Lee and fucking Humpty Hump from Digital Underground. You know what I'm talking about? Shock G, shock G. And I'm like, that fool didn't hate rappers. Why the fuck would he have Shock G? And Shock G's the most outlandish kind of rapper type shit. Eddie's Humpty Hump. But you know, you know what commercial I'm talking about? Because I was I mean, watching it. I haven't seen it enough. Total Jordan, Spike Lee, fucking Humpty Hump comes in on the like little cloud and says some shit. Bloop bloop, bloop. was like, oh man, but that's like you're talking about the Iris and Rock Him, you know, fucking commercials. It was starting to take over.
1: It was it was it was uh it was a good time, man. I think I think uh you know, people knock hip hop. And you know, they, they tend to say, oh, backpacker, this and that. And, they
0: try to label it.
1: Right. And they, they try to be like, it's that it's, but you know, it's what we needed at the time. And I don't, I don't ever <clears throat> knock it because it was something that gave me an identity. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how many, you know, videos I got to show of you of me being 15 years old and like trying to convince you that, like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm hip hop. Hip hop's a lifestyle. Like, we're not, you know, that's something I talk about people all the time. Like, we take that shit for granted. What are we doing on time?
0: Oh, we're cool. Just yeah. keep rolling. So we,
1: we take that shit for granted, you know, um, you know, all the time. But it's like, it wasn't enough for us to be part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, hip-hop was one of those things where we needed to express to other people that we were our own culture. So... I'm telling you, I'm not lying to you. When I tell you 15-year-old me was like, I'm hip-hop. Hip-hop's a culture. There's Like me needing to express to other people that this you're is trying to sell it. my identity. Yeah, right? this is what you are. That's crazy, bro. That's craziness as far as being able to, you know, people nowadays be like, you know, we got to speak the truth. And, you know, we got to be who our genuine selves are. And we got to be, the, and then, you know, we put up these labels in these fronts and then I look back and I say, you know, what was my fifteen year old sub? Why was he trying so hard to prove to other people what hip hop was and what because we loved that shit. Because we loved it, bro. And right. we
0: wanted to share that shit. Whenever you're fascinated with something you want to share it, you're like, That's what you're you know you're
1: Right. You're excited about it. You wanna like <laughs> shout it out to the world. That's something I noticed that people now tend to kinda of clown a little bit and be like, Oh, you're what It's fucking right. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. Like, yes.
0: I was going to say, it's almost like being a dope-ass DJ too, bro, finding that B-side that's just fucking banger that no one really knows and you fucking just like, oh, look what I found. And you play that shit and be like, damn. Because I always still to this day hear shit like that. like That's old as fuck. And be like, where the fuck was I? You know what I mean?
1: So I'm also going to posit this to you, all right? What about – there, I'm going to move a little closer. What about – Graffiti, if you look at graffiti almost every single interview pre like ninety six i and I'm gonna do a super cut and when I post it, mm-hmm. it's gonna be i'm gonna post it, I'm gonna fucking at you at it all right but every fucking pre ninety six graffiti video or interview anywhere you always hear some awkward teenager being like. Well, I'm a graffiti writer. We're not just vandals. One day, you don't know where this art form is going to be. We're going to be in museums and stuff. And we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. And blah, blah, blah. Every interview. All right? Now here we are, 2023. And we're in fucking museums. And we're making movies and we're doing all kinds of
0: shit. But like like you said though cuz we're the ones our age group is the ones running shit and controlling shit and you know we're probably going to be running for another 20 years.
1: But we had that vision, bro. We had the vision of we wanted to break out of that
0: that old school shit, keeping it real, mentality. like that like old we fucking two bed. We I love Lucy shit. We Keep wanted it real. to legitimize
1: what we were doing, uh-huh. and you think and I'm fronting?
0: Like this is legit, like right. you said. And you think I'm front,
1: But take my word on this podcast, guys. I'm gonna do a supercut of every fucking interview pre '96 of people being like. This is a real art form. We're going to be in museums. We're going to do this. I can think of a couple ones right off the bat. Yeah, you'll see. You
0: know, the first graffiti shit when they're in the gallery, and they're like, have you ever made $5,000 in a night? Tell them talking shit, you know what I mean? Or the kid like, I want to be on graffiti magazines, graffiti videos, graffiti
1: fucking everything. People take advantage of that now because graph is so big. They just assume that it's always been this lovely, and it's not. We had a fight against our parents. We had to fight against society. They don't know that. Our school. They everything. don't know that.
0: Their moms you know? give them a marker nowadays.
1: Right. My dad literally would be like, you're dirtying the city. This is garbage. Like, what are you doing? I wish I still had some of my photos and stuff from when me and my brother first started writing. It's non-existent. Why? I had my own dad raid our room. He raided our room, tossed our own shit, Grabbed all our peace books, ripped them up, threw all our photos away, our Damn. markers, everything, dude. We we had nothing, like you know.
0: How did you kind of find out, or what what kind of sparked him to fucking? Oh, send he knew in the, the, once my the... brother
1: started getting racked, and once I started getting racked and getting arrested and getting into trouble, or you know, messing up in school. Mm-hmm. First thing that's got to go is the Nintendo or the comic books, the Nintendo, and then like anything else that's getting in the way. And in in our case, it was it was the graph, so it was like. Peace books, posters, pictures. It had to go, bro. You know? Yep, yep. But nowadays everybody's like, Oh graffiti, it's cool. Like you said. Here, <laughs> go buy some markers. Oh, uh, go to um what's this place here? Gyries. Go buy Mininger's. paint. You know, go yeah. do this, go do that. But, it's
0: encouraged. Yeah. That's that's crazy.
1: It's not for every it's not for everybody though.
0: Right. You know? Being that we're on the fucking subject of hip hop, bro, I gotta ask. Jay Z or Nas?
1: I'm a big Nas fan.
0: Me too. I didn't
1: even I'm an earlier Nas fan, mm-hmm. later Jay-Z fan. So what that means is anything early Nas I love. Yeah. Anything later Jay-Z I like.
0: See, I'm I'm opposite of that. I like I like early Nas and I like middle Nas. After the um not the Hate Me Now CD, but the next C D when he had like the song with Beyonce, like that's when I kinda stopped. The one with the King Tut. Fucking yeah, C D yeah, cover. Yeah,
1: yeah. I am or was yeah, it?
0: I am. So I i kinda stopped listening then, so I like but everything that was dope. Jay Z, same thing. I like couple reasonable doubts a classic. And I think I like the fucking the dynasty and that's it.
1: I like Jay Z's later shit. I find it to be more mature mm-hmm. and I find it to be like more uh in accordance to like his lifestyle, what he's doing and kinda where I'm at in my life. Um but I'm a fan. I'm a fan of crime rap. Okay. So Mob Deep, Nas, that I'll, I'll I'll sell you rocks and then rob you. Like I love that. <laughs> sh- I love that <laughs> shit. Right. You know, like that that early Nas, that Nori, that that Jada, Mop, We're Locks. Lox, you know. Um. Uh, uh, now, are
0: we counting any West Coast in this, or is we just strictly? Because I'm. Well, like a- I'm
1: going down the list, but okay. like, but like even like. Um, uh, boot camp clip. Yeah and like yeah, all fuck that. You're like, naming some good ones, bro. You know, like all that shit like uh Sean P and and, and Coco Brothers and uh, you know, all that Alta shit. Skelter, all that shit. Right, Elter sh- Skelter. Those fools. Love the crime rap shit. Awesome West Coast shit at the time. I listened to Tupac, but mm. I never got into Tupac till later when I got old enough. Or I was already older, but like when I got when I when I kinda got it like I thought um, and 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 check my privilege here, but I remember when Tupac came out and was mm-hmm. doing his rounds on MTV and MT- yo MTV raps and all that stuff. Um, he kind of came off as that militant pro black, right? That all that shit. Then the he got here. gangster because at first he wasn't.
0: <laughs> no, he was on. You're right. He that it, well,
1: I don't know. Nah, he I, was on that pro black. But it was like
0: he was a pro black, but he was on that. I don't want to say cop killer, but he was on that gangster shit because you got to be gangster to do. He was on that militant. I would say
1: militant. It was like a fine line. Didn't really come out till right before he got locked up. Hold
0: on, real quick. When I say gangster, I don't mean like gangster like Crips and Blood. I just mean straight up gangster like we're talking about Big Pun, like motherfuckers like that. That's
1: what I meant. I I think
0: I think he was on his militant. But with gangsters like not like gangs
1: but he was you know, the thing with me and tupac is that even at that age i knew he was very um he was
0: dope i was in it from the get with
1: contradictory the- all right what's the word i'm looking for not contradictory when you uh hypocritical uh-huh. he'd come out with your mama or you know hey my what was the song uh, dear mama dear mama you're right and then he came out with you know like Fuck the hoes. Yeah, like, but you got to
0: have both sides. Because right? uh, there's women that are women, and there's bitches that are, are bitches, are and there's hoes right, that right. are motherfucking hoes. And imagine how you be talking about them nowadays, because nowadays they amped up.
1: Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is, I knew that he was that, that he was kind of polarizing at the time. Um, you know, uh, before that, you had like Digi, Digi Underground, and you had a couple other things. Um, and, you know, I fucked with it. But I, I was mostly... An East Coast guy, Midwest, East Coast guy, uh, and I know Denver, Alburque all those places were mostly West. Well, no, uh,
0: the Denver like switched because before there was no West. Like Denver was East Coast like a motherfucker, but they? when the West came, it it took it because like you said, it's a different shit now. Like so, like all the militant shit is cool and all that, but these motherfuckers are really shooting, and you know what I mean. They're like you know what I mean. So it's kind of it's that you know.
1: It's, it's it's almost like um, we're kind of having the conversation about um, the the Common song, you know, the um, I Used to Love Her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of conversation we're having, right? Um, kind
0: of, but he was he was wrong for that. I mean, I took that as a West Coast diss. Do you? Yeah, why? easily. Why, why? I can't remember the fuck. You, if you know the lines, because you, you see like... He's like...
1: like uh, I used, um, uh, Here, hold on. With the West Coast
0: so what I was thinking like the line that I was thinking is when he talks about he wasn't salty that she went to the west you know we chilling with the boys in the hood and it's cause like he's labeling the gangsters the boys in the hood and he's like kinda like how do you have opinion anyway anyone can listen to hip hop
1: you right. kinda feel what I'm saying right, so it's right, kinda right.
0: like a like a little bit of a jab maybe i'm taking it different I'm, a little I'm bit
1: a little bit i think because you got to remember at the time we were getting a lot of slack right there was a lot of west coast nwa like mm-hmm. no it
0: was definitely different you know i mean kind of
1: like you know kind of like now i mean it, it always changing so so i remember when that wasn't even my jam i remember that it was my jam later mm-hmm. but like that was his more like uh his, his breakthrough well, no, not his breakthrough, but it, it was more of his like uh, dissertation on what mm-hmm. he thought rap was, you know. And mm-hmm. I remember at the end when you would tell people, you know, he's not talking about a girl, he's talking about hip hop. And people were like, what? Then you have to go back and listen to it, you know. Uh-huh. But that was like his dissertation on it, you know.
0: Right. So I know you're Big East Coast, man. I got to ask you one more. Biggie or Pac? Um,
1: Biggie or Pac? I got to say Biggie. But for different reasons. As I get older and I go back and I I look at kind of some of the themes that Tupac was talking about, Mm -hmm. I could almost relate to them more now because he was talking about, you know, the struggle and a lot of stuff that was going on. Um, Biggie, he was very lyrical, right? He was very lyrical and very versatile, and he, like, you know, rode the wave of harmony and all that. Right, and
0: you had to ride the beat. Right,
1: but... It was less. Um, he was a more of a storyteller, and it was stories that he was telling. It wasn't necessarily relevant as far as like some sort of deep real thought, life shit, right? You know, Tupac dealt more with real life stuff and what was happening, and maybe not. Um, he was more in your face about it. Right. So, as an older person, I can. Damn, that was right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like it. it it's like. It's like when you listen to Dead Prez now, and you're like, they were saying that. Yeah, shit they weren't bullshitting. To, bro, when they were talking about the government and what was happening, it's so relevant. And you think they were, but they were saying it at a time when people weren't ready for it. Yeah, fuck bro. So it was all like, all oh, those guys are militant. They're whacked out. They're conspiracy theorists. And then you listen to it now, and you're like, damn, everything Dead Prez told us was true. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of the same situation <laughs> with Pac or Biggie. Like, yo, Pac was talking that.
0: That real shit,
1: right, you know, and and as I get older that current I realize, shit that current, earth. but at the time, you know, biggie had the 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 dope music the the dope cuts, and you know the records he was putting out were like fun, right, yeah. so you know, but so yeah, I would say biggie for a lyricist, but Tupac for like I think long lasting uh like um, icon, yeah I like,
0: mean there they were two big Tupac was icon, biggie wasn't even. Close to being an icon.
1: You know, but, you know, the same thing happens is, like, I remember when Tupac got shot, I was at, I was, like, sitting there getting high with my friends. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, shit, Tupac got shot again. Like, uh. we were like, oh, no, you know, like, yeah, that dude was. He'll make it. <laughs> Right, he's immortal, right? And then it was like, no, he, he died. And we were like, oh, shit, Tupac died.
0: What's kind of <laughs> crazy, bro, is he was, like, so young. Bro, t- twenty three. Biggie was like twenty two or so. And he did so much to be right. c- to be iconic, bro. Like, how are you that young and iconic? It's not like he had one movie. It's not like he had one in the album. Like that fool was putting in work from the get. Like. Yeah, he was,
1: and, and 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 they both were. And what's interesting is that. Um, and he know, was wild as fuck. But it, but it comes to that. I don't know if you've ever kind of heard of those themes where people like they're like these shooting stars, and no. they're like. They burn fire hot And they like do work and, and then they're gone you know. And then you have these people that are like mad consistent And mm-hmm. they're just sitting there And they just so, steady put in the work
0: Real quick, what would you prefer? Would you rather have a quick career like Pac? And live the fast life and have everything? Or would you rather have longevity, longevity. And kind of fizzle out? You know, My know?
1: whole career as a graffiti writer Has been longevity I've never claimed to be the most up. I've never claimed to be the hardcorest ever dude ever. Like I'm mad humble about my stuff. But I do claim longevity. Like as far as like being able to be out there at my age and still painting. Still doing shit. And and, and still like steady. Like my career has incrementally got Improved, better. Yeah. Right. Um And I don't know if you ever see these like self help graphs, uh graphs you see on Instagram all the time. Yeah. And it's like you can go like this or you can go like this, Uh but you both get to the same point. You know, and I and I always gradually like I feel I feel that the older I get I'm like,
0: you're like the yodeler on the fucking price is right. Going
1: up that mountain. Exactly. You know (laughs) what I mean? I'm the Yodeler. Right. And you know, I've I never claimed to be the, the 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 craziest graffiti writer in the world but I do claim to have been significant in every single genre that I've been in every generation of graffiti everything that I've been in I've been I've been uh, uh what do you call that uh, um, like you know a person that, that that produced and show improved Just active you know? and right you know and and, and then as a career as a career, overall career, I could say that you know I've moved forward, but I I never claimed to be that dude. Like I know dudes that are crazy talented, bro, and they're mm-hmm. artists and like phenomenal artists and great people and and everything. But they come out and they do their thing and then they're gone.
0: They're gone. Here you know they gone more. We're gonna get to all that here in just a minute. We're gonna take a quick break. Just a little part one talking hip hop. and be right back. All right, we're back at your boy Joe Thunder, smoking with Joe Thunder podcast. I'm here with C3PO, MUL crew, you know what I mean?
1: Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr.
0: You know, shout out Be Good, you know. This is part two, real quick. And the part two is really interesting, man, because I was just, you know, I don't know how, even how to say this. You just let me see like a couple episodes or pieces of episodes of this new documentary you're working on called It Was Written, right?
1: Correct, correct.
0: Which, you know, it's all about Chicago graffiti and how it started. And it, 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 I mean, what I saw already, dope ass shit. We'll kind of talk about that, how this kind of came up. And this is some intricate ass shit. This ain't no like one, two motherfucker interview. I mean, this guy had Kings on this first episode, breaking shit down, like, giving you all aspects. So go into it, brother.
1: All right. I'll give you the, I'll give you the quick uh, the, the elevator speech. So, so basically, the project's called It Was Written. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a format. It's a long format uh, movie. So it's going to be two hours and 20 minutes. But we quickly understood that, um, you know, when we started this project. Well, let me rewind. How about this? I started a project in 2002. Okay, called Bustin' Stains. Okay. It was a project that we had started um, with um, you know the, the whole graffiti movement in, in Chicago Chicago, right? right. This is it's all Chicago based. Yeah, 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 shy, oh. shy, shy, shy. And what we did was, you know, we were um, uh, interviewing everybody at the time, all the old school guys, the new school guys, you know and, and you know the, the thing was to come out with a movie um, you know documenting that. But you know, at the time I was like in school, you know, I had one foot in, you know, the train game, I had the other foot outside, and right. I wasn't really ready, I wasn't mature enough to do it. Every time, you know, something happened, oh no, we're going to get raided, you know, grab all the stuff, take it to grandma's, you know. So we weren't really there at the time. Um, fast forward to 2019, uh, my brother got it. Uh, my brother and a friend of mine, uh, another artist called Mac Blackout. Um, uh, got into uh, their heads that they wanted to make a movie. Now, they had linked up with a director who had done a previous documentary on Chicago, and it was a hip-hop guy. He was a rapper, right. dancer guy, and uh, he had did that before. It was called uh, uh, uh,
0: Devin's Dance Moves? No, I'm just- no,
1: no, no, but he's going to get mad at me because I'm going to butcher the name. But it was uh, uh, Diary. Oh, no. Diarrhea... <laughs> he's, he's gonna kill me but it, it, it was about jig and it was a diarrhea of a madman or something like that um but um he did that previous project and then he ended up linking up with Mac Blackout and my brother Teal and they were gonna do a graffiti uh you know movie um and they had reached out to me and, and at the time I was like nah I'm not really interested I kinda got my own thing going and right. you know, that kind of stuff and um you know, they started um, filming. So they started filming, and they started doing, you know, the the interviews. And I started seeing some of the stuff that was coming back. And you know, everything I shot in 2001, 2002 was all the we were shooting on an SL1, which, if you know what a Canon camera, that was a high-end camera, camera Canon camera at the time. Right. But it was still shooting on mini DV, so it was tapes, magnetic tapes but it was the best you can get at the time Mm -hmm. and it was i think 720 was the highest they can get uh, resolution uh 720 by 480 i believe and it was like you know it was still tape stuff so it was good but it wasn't great um but when i started seeing some of the footage that was coming back from these guys you know we're, we're crispy 4k like you know lights and the whole shot you know I started getting a little, you know, jelly, and I was like- A little bug. Yeah, and I was like, damn, you know, and they were like, oh. So the director and my brother kept trying to, like, egg me into this project, and, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I don't know if I wanna do that, you know, I'm over-opinionated, I got too many ideas, I like doing things my way, and, you know, they're like, nah, well, you know, the director knew I'm the guy who's got the footage. I, I got mad footage. Got bro. crazy Crazy footage, yeah, shit. footage. That's one thing we did is we we, we documented a ton. So, um, you know, he was like, "Yo, we really need you to get on board and this and that." So finally, I was like, "Look, I'll be down to do this, but, you know, it's got to be some real shit. You know, we're not into, you know, some whack, you know, faux shit. You know, we're, yeah. we're in. We got to do this right. Tell the truth. Right, I'm not into corny shit. I'm not trying to, you know, you know, I got no agenda other than whatever." So they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, we agree to it, blah, blah, blah. And I said, great. So I got on board with this project and, um, you know, we made a list and we were like, this is, in order for this to go down the way we want it, we need to get A, B, C, D, and E. Mm -hmm. And not only did we get A, B, C, D, and E, but we went all the way down to like Z, you know what I mean? And uh, we ended up. And I don't know if, if that's a reflection on just Chicago in general. I think something of this magnitude has never been done. You know, right. We, we didn't have any Martha Coopers. We didn't have any Henry Chalfonts. We didn't have Jim Prigoffs. We didn't have any of that. Um, we just had individual artists documenting their little parts of their world. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, I think now people were in a place, you know, um, where they're like, it's time to tell the story. Because I've never had so much cooperation from the whole community. Like, we've had, like, you know, artists who are always been nice to all the way down to the dickheads, you know, and everybody Mm -hmm. in between. And they were all like, yeah, sure, here's my photo albums. Here's footage. Here's, I'll do an interview. It was just like everybody kind of fell into a position where they wanted to make this happen. And I think that was the perfect time to do it because, um, um, we were really, really fortunate to be able to have access to some of the stuff we had. Right. You know, it
0: looks like you have some fucking amazing footage and archives, man.
1: Yeah, man. And, and, and you know, and that was just, you know. And I don't know if you heard. There was this thing that happened like a year or two ago where people started getting sick. And they started closing businesses. And, and like, you started have to wear masks. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. I don't know. But people, you know. Um, and, 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 and they shut down. We had to shut down, man. Because they, you know... the. What do you mean? Well, people were getting sick, remember? Yeah, no, I
0: know what you're talking about. What do you mean? Oh, you mean the whole country? I got what you saying, well... Nah,
1: I'm just fucking... With you. The pandemic, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I know
0: what you're talking right, about. Right, right,
1: right. So the pandemic happened, and we had a shutdown along with everything. They weren't flying. They weren't doing anything. So, yeah. like, we basically lost that whole year, right? Because. Oh, of footage? Yeah, well, of interviews, and, you know, we just got set back. So, so... I it, got what you're saying now. We were supposed to kind of be a little further along than mm-hmm. we were supposed to. Um, that was my weak attempt at, at jokes, by the way. Um, but I'm we should fuck over here. <laughs> but uh, we should have, we definitely should have been further along than when we were. Got what you're saying? Yeah. But yeah. Um, regardless, um, you know, again, we were so fortunate to be able to get what we got. I mean, when you were saying earlier, when you introduced it, you said, "Oh, they got kings. We got this." Dude, we got we got cream of the crop. We yeah. got we don't have people. We have the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the people that made it happen and and so this project is um, crazy labor of love uh, between there's like seven of us making this movie. That's dumb. yeah, and, 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 and you know, the, the, the movie is uh, and when I say movie We've actually expanded it. so We, we said we're,
0: five episodes, right?
1: Right. So we're actually still doing the movie, mm-hmm. but we've also had so much stuff that we've expanded the whole project to do five one-hour episodes.
0: Right. Okay. You guys are done, or you, you guys are about at number four, in, you know, f- pretty much, right?
1: So, yeah, we're, we're at number four. We, we've got 95% of all the, the, the interviews and shooting in the, in the can, so... We 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 are almost done, with complete shooting. We're editing. We are in episode four, uh, and we're basically uh, refining, refining, refining. Yeah, just you, every day. You know? and uh, something new happens every day. And if it's not us dealing with like archives or or trying to get clearance for you know, uh, footage or trying to get licensing for music or trying to do like you know like it's a uh, big
0: ass task, bro.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, and. Let me tell you why it's crazy. Because we're not... Uh, anybody can jump on a YouTube and steal video. But and to, even, to do... it right, though. To, like, get clearances and to yeah. get... Because, you know... If you this, have 100 people involved, you got to get 100 write-offs, bro. It's right. not like, like, you said, just taking it. So, you know, that's, I think, the main difference is we're trying to do right. Every photo that you saw in those episodes I showed mm-hmm. you has been License, released uh. and licensed to us. Like... I can go jump online and see all the Joe Thunder photos I want, but if I want to upload it to, you know, like some a, shit that's going to be legit, yeah, or like Hulu or they're not, they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna go for that. Like you just can't jack people's copyright and then be like, oh, this is ours. No, you got to get releases for every single photo you use for everything and you do.
0: Like you're telling me, some of those are hard as fuck. You had to go through some hoops and track down people in other countries and
1: absolutely i mean
0: yeah, i don't know that you got to pay any bread for it but i mean there was some of them that kind of seems like fuck.
1: i tell people all the time man i gotta carry a chapstick in my pocket all the time because my <laughs> lips are so chapped from all the pole i've been smoking you know what i mean Hot. because you gotta call people and you gotta you know ask them for favors and Bean, you gotta yeah. ask them for this and you gotta trade and you gotta do like concessions which is...
0: What's, what do you mean by concessions real quick?
1: Like, sometimes people are like, yo, I'll give you this photo. Oh, uh, yeah. But you got to promise me, you know, uh, it's going to be in the movie. Or you got to... Yo, I'll give you this one photo, but you got to give me full credits. And, you know, you got to... You know, there's... You got to trade photos with me. Or you got to... Yeah. So there's give always... Give him a canvas or something. Right. There's always something Give that, him an ounce of weed. You know, there's always something that we have to concede on and be like, yes, like, yes. Um... And Real, there's some stuff that we've been like, no, I'm not I'm not going to do that. I've had people tell me like. Can you give yo,
0: me some examples? or?
1: Uh, well, I will tell you there was a gentleman. I'm right. not going to say yeah, his name. Yeah, don't say his name. Right. But, but there was a gentleman who was like. Why don't uh, you get him some hookers? No, no. He was like, yo, you got to pay me 10 G's for my. Uh-oh. But like right off the gate. Now, the guy is a very well-known artist, very well-known graffiti writer. Uh, did a lot of work. Mad respect in the streets. You know, a bunch of stuff. He can um, make that call? No, okay. You know He thinks he can make that call, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, uh, I can make my story without him. Yeah. I would like to include him, but you know, he was like you got to pay me 10 Gs and you got to do this and you got to do that. And what
0: was what was that for? Was it like an interview right. and like maybe like some little bit of footage or some shit? It was
1: it was interview. It was an interview.
0: Okay, so it was basically the you, you know, wanted... and,
1: and, and to be fair, the guy's a hermit. Like the guy's not been around for a long time and it's like it would so be that's some
0: exclusive. What, that's why he's kind of probably thinking that. Yeah. Right,
1: right. But at the end of the day, I got dudes that put in more work and did a lot that are more. Where you available you can get two or three me. of them. Yeah. Right. You know, and not to, to downgrade anybody, but to say those kind of concessions, when you know, coming from a graffiti background, you know, we're self-funded. We're you know everything we pay out of your pocket. Your head too.
0: Your graffiti head's thing. right. You know,
1: we, we, we do all that, and 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 we're not that kind of um, you know. Graffiti and hip hop comes from that, you know, show and prove, and we're gonna make something out of nothing attitude, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're making, you know, what we're ha- what we're doing with this project, uh, and we are leaning on the 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 good graces of a lot of people yeah. who have been very generous, yeah, a lot of generous people who've been helping us, but you know, to 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 be able to ask, uh, you know. Or to be able to be asked to pay someone $10,000 for an interview uh, is just not doable. It has nothing to do with, oh, we won't pay it or, you know, you know that kind of thing. It's more like, well, we can't pay it because that's not the kind of operation we're running. Right. Um, but, you know, you know, you run into stuff like that. But for every one of those, you have 10 other people that are just like totally phenomenal. Down. You know what I mean?
0: What was the craziest request you got for some... For trade or some You know not To get some shit You know the what mean The craziest one so This is the most odd That kind of like I mean that's kind of weird But sure Someone um, asks you for like A bucket full of paint or what
1: I get that all the time That's not That's <laughs> not odd at all I get people Pretty 50
0: eat. cans I got you all day homie Right
1: right I get stuff like that all the time you Let the, me see what the uh, oddest you know? thing is Oh man let me see Uh Uh I don't know, man. I, I The weirdest thing, I guess, was somebody asking me for, like, a random orange dot German fat cap.
0: Is that, like, a pretty it, rare?
1: Yeah, and it was like, Excuse you know, me. I I got I, I have a ton of caps and stuff, so basically he was like, dig in your collection, I know you got it, uh, you know, run it or whatever. And uh-huh. I was like, uh, I don't know if I have it, but let's see. Uh, but just random, it was like a very, very much like a scavenger hunt request. It was like, <laughs> do you have... Uh, orange dot you know German fat cap the original with the fat ridges and I was like mm, so it was
0: kind of like some like almost graffiti memorabilia that you could have possibly had tucked away or something I shirt. did
1: look for it though I, w- I was willing to give it to him I don't think I did find it that's uh, fine that was probably one of the weirder ones but yeah we get stuff all the time we get, like you gotta credit this you gotta do this you gotta do that which is which is fine you know um <laughs> a lot of stuff is archival footage right. so we do find a lot of uh, uh like stuff in like university archives i found stuff in um the
0: just uh, random shit that probably not even got to do the with the national graffiti.
1: archive like the federal national archive mm-hmm. in washington yeah that's funny that you said that don't even got to do with graffiti a lot of the stuff i call myself an incidental archivist because a lot of the stuff is incidental so for example like I'll news, a, probably yes, a big one. Yes, I'll find a photo, and it'll be, like, of something else. But in the background, there'll be, like, a piece. Right. Or, like, there'll be, like, a tag. tag. or something. Incidental, which means, like, outright, like, if you Google, like, blah, 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 you're not going to find it. But if you happen to find one news, you know, uh, clip of something that happened... And there's a reporter and in the background you got like mad villains, you know yeah. that kind of stuff, you know um but yeah, so basically what what we're doing is that you know we're, we're trying to piece together um uh, a, a, a a whole narrative of Chicago um the story is actually about the battle between the nineties writers. And Mayor Daly's administration with the graffiti blasters. And I think hmm. I talked about it in the last one, the last uh, podcast. That's actually the David and Goliath story, the meat of it. But we found out quickly that since it's never been told before, we do have to tell that early story. So, like the 80s and, and like the backstory to it for it to make sense.
0: Well, that's what was cool about it. Can we talk a little bit about the first two episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. we saw? I mean, that's what was cool about it is because a lot of graffiti started from gangs. And your first whole episode, before you guys even, how do you say, go bombing, doing pieces, catching any of that, is the breakdown of how it started with the gang graffiti. You know what I mean? And they talk about one of the things that you guys talked about last time, which I thought was kind of crazy and tight. They talk about when they would diss their rivals, they would do it upside down. The flipping, yeah. Or they would do it backwards, you know what I mean? You see your name backwards, and that was like some crazy diss, and they were showing, there's, you know, footage of that shit, and you're just like, damn, that I was work. talking to
1: your boy Shu about that. He was like, you know, he, he, like, commented, you know, and he was like, uh, he's like, Oh, is that why they do it? He goes, I had some some fools flipping TKO. And I was like, why the hell are they doing that? Uh-huh. And I was like, well, because, you know, they, they got beef with you. And he's yeah. like, oh, that's crazy.
0: That's some, yeah, some crazy shit to even write someone's letters. So, so
1: yeah, you're absolutely right. I think uh, starting with, like, uh, the early, early stuff, uh, gang, graffiti, 60s, 70s, even going back to, like, the Black Panther movement and, like, the the Puerto Rican movement and all these people saying, like, you know, death to the pigs or, like, we'll, we'll have our liberation mm-hmm. or, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, that all started um, the anti-establishment movement with, like, um, you know, I think, you know, and I hate to use a rap quote because it's so cliche, but I think uh, Talib Kwali in one of his songs says, like, you know, there's a whole... There's a whole city full of walls that you can post complaints at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. you, if you got a problem with the system or... Did, you put on the wall. Right, man, you know? And, and that's kind of what, what was happening in Chicago in the 60s, especially even going back to, like, the riots of 69 mm-hmm. and the Black Panther movement and even some of the liberation movement and uh, the Brown Berets and all that kind of stuff that was happening. They were, go- they were taking it to the walls, and they were literally being like, yo, you know... Uh, Fuck Nixon, right? Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, all the stuff that, you know, down with the Vietnam War and like, we won't take it and the whole world is watching and all that kind of stuff uh, was a precursor to the later decay, which I would claim would be uh, in the 70s. During the 70s, um, the nation went through a recession all crazy and we had a lot of industry not only in Chicago, but all over the country, all that lower. was that was leaving, uh, either the country or the city. And what was happening is you had uh, urban decay. That's when you start getting a lot of these like uh, you know deficits in, in city uh, Detroit city budgets, right? Right. St. Louis is kind of like that. right. So what well, what you had was all these industries leaving, and at the same time, white flight was happening. So a lot of the white people were moving out of the city into the suburbs. So what you were having is there was a vacuum and you had crime, drugs, you know, uh, all these things that were happening and the, the walls and the gangs were a reflection of the current social and economic situation at the time. So, you know, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, Coincidence that as financial um, uh, uh, expectations were going down, crime was going up. You know that, right? If people don't have jobs, if they don't have money, you You don't get it somehow. Right, crime's gonna go up. So, what was happening is you started seeing it all over the country, man. And, and and in the eighties, late seventies, you, you had things like the heroin epidemic, you had all these crazy things happening. You had all these people coming back from Vietnam, mm-hmm. right? And they were they were they were jobless, they were addicts, you know, a lot of this stuff. So of course they brought back to the community. So you ended up getting um an influx of gang members, of crime, um and they were Marking their territories, they were differentiating themselves from the norm, and all that led to what they call, I guess, I guess, what is it, what is it called? Decay, right? Or, or urban plights, or whatever it was called. But you know, um, and I don't think that it's also a coincidence that while that was happening, there was, you know. A situation where um, people started getting desperate. And when people started getting desperate, um, out of desperation comes creativity. And from creativity, you start getting these people that are from the Bronx mm-hmm. and from Brooklyn and from parts of Chicago and Detroit. And you start getting all these people and, 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 and you get this thing that is born, which was hip-hop. And it was basically an alternative to a lot of that.
0: It's a lot of gang. Right. Gang a lot life. Of that
1: stuff was happening. So you were saying about how the first episode is about gangs. That's what our first episode is about. Right. It's about what led up to that whole. To
0: really the big bombing. Yeah. And graffiti movement.
1: Well, you got to remember, though, that most people before graf- they were graffiti writers, they were dancers. Right. They were breakers, okay? So what happened is you got a lot of people trying to find an alternative to try to be able to like, you know, make those uh, those uh, uh, things happen. And uh, they needed to, they needed a distraction is what mm-hmm. they needed.
0: One of the things on the first episode that I really thought was tight, that I was liking, digging, is when you guys start talking about hitting rooftops. And then, the gang scene that you were hitting rooftops and getting exposure, so they start hitting rooftops. Can you talk about that real quick?
1: Yeah, yeah, so so in Chicago, there's like a big thing, uh, you know, we, we're, we're known for our rooftops because sure, we painted the trains, we painted the buses, we did streets, but rooftops played a big role because we were able to, um, you know, really, really uh, take advantage of that canvas space because there was so much of it along the train lines. And
0: everyone rides the trains, right? That's the fastest way around. Is it faster than driving?
1: Oh, you know, it is. And you can get across across the city. But what was dope is because, you know, Chicago's always very transit, right? Stations, trains, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So everything we did revolved around the trains and the rooftops played a part in that. Because they were like, okay, well, you know, we're able to reach such an audience, you know? And it was like, I mean, depending on the line dude some lines get three hundred thousand riders a day some get up to like a million and a half a day i be thinking this shit like that bro you know? i be i put like some slaps right there fucking in and out bro and i'm like so many
0: motherfuckers be hitting that shit daily the of fools see. so boom, boom.
1: when the gangsters started to see what the writers were doing and they were like oh these fools got it locked like they know mm-hmm. that like people are going to see it um They also went up. They went up, you know, and they started painting the rooftops, and we started buying for competition. Some of them, like the colored Deuces, the royals, like, there was real good. Dude, the gang graph was, like, like sign art. It was Mm -hmm. very well, like, they had, like, logos, and they had, like, numbers.
0: Yeah, that shit looked legit. There were some legit productions, right? Yeah, dude,
1: they had full-on, and they had, like, they had, like, members that were just like
0: just the writers writer. the graffiti writers. they were the, the artists that would hit the up game, the spot you know
1: um, but they, they figured that out and they were like oh snap like we're gonna take a a, 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 a like a play out of the writer's book and say mm-hmm. like we're gonna do that because they wanted to get up too
0: and they would let it be known that these are this is our hood these are our rooftops don't be hitting that shit right
1: well they call them master walls so if you're from Chicago you know that you don't tag a master wall like a master wall is like a wall that what the specific gang will say? This is like our wall, uh-huh. and like nobody paints it, and we're gonna patrol it, and this is like nobody's ever gonna diss it, and you know, it, it, they paint master walls, and if you paint over a master wall, like mm-hmm. dude, you better not come around.
0: Like real quick, do they they paint the master wall, or no one paints the master no, wall? No, they paint it, that's and their, it just that's rolls. Wall. Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: that's their wall, and yeah. it'll roll, and they do. Some gangs would have like
0: oh, lookouts and everything. Yeah, dude. That was a sniping on that shit. That's
1: right, because they they kind of knew that once you painted a master wall, that kind of became a target, right? Like if you wanted to diss someone mm-hmm. or a rival gang, go diss their master wall. Yeah. So what they used to do is they used to fill
0: like paint guns or water balloons.
1: No, they used to fill uh, baby jar food or baby food jars. Yeah. Okay. With ink or paint. Paint. And they would roll by and they would. Whip Mm. them at the walls, and they would splash the walls. Like a paint gun, yeah. Because they knew if they got out, they might get popped.
0: They might get shot for real. Right.
1: So you know, it it was it was stuff like that, you know. But but yeah, you're right. The first episode really is about the environment that kind of led up to that whole movement of like style writing. That whole movement of like what we consider like hip hop graffiti writing. you know, because before that, it was mostly gang, mostly political, and it was uh, mostly territorial.
0: Right, right. Hey, one of the things too is um, as far as the the documentary goes, I don't want to say there's like a lot of famous graffiti writers from Chicago. That's not the way I want to phrase it, but there's a lot of graffiti writers that have done dope shit, you know, or are kind of like. Like you said, there's some that are, you know, invented Mortal Kombat. Your, your homie that painted the first train on the fucking West Coast, kind of some shit like that. Like, talk about like that, how, you know, people that have $200 million companies now, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. A lot so, of people
0: did good for themselves is what I'm trying to say.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it goes the other way, too. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that didn't make it out. But, but, yeah, absolutely. So, just to paraphrase some of the stuff you were saying, there was... Uh, you know,
0: uh, these are people you have in your, in your documentary, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, it's, it's, it's dope because we, you know, we got to talk about, you know, what graffiti has offered, uh, some of the people, right? Like, you know, some people, now that we're adults, there's lawyers there's doctors, industrial designers, there's all kinds of people that, that have a graffiti background, but some of the people that you mentioned, you know, it's like, um, you know they're famous like uh, you know movie cinematographers or there's like you said the you know johnny tobias the guy that created mortal kombat mm-hmm. you know i'm thinking
0: uh, of the other guy too that you said you got the the picture from um that was an air force captain in fucking.
1: oh yeah yeah no navy navy, navy you know what I mean? some yeah, yeah, shit yeah, yeah. like that so that you're like, you know high-ranking huh? navy guy or whatever yeah. he used to be a graffiti writer you know he like joined the Navy, like, right out of, like, you know, like, well, he was, like, 18 or 19, and now he's, like, retired in Guatemala.
0: But he collected and yeah. documented all yeah. that shit. Like shout out, talking shout about. out
1: to Cy, Cy Mars, or whatever, you know. Oh. He definitely is a collector and, and, and documented a lot of that stuff. Um, but, no, there's, there's people that definitely did stuff like, you know, like Upski. You know, Upski was, like, the first hip-hop author in the nation, and he did Bomb the Suburbs, and, you know, now he's running, you know, political uh you know political packs and, and funding you know political fundraisers and running a you know a hundred million dollar business or whatever it is you know more than that I don't even know but I don't want to quote it but yeah. pretty sure it's a lot more than that um you know and other people who are like uh you know professionals and, and that are that are really influential and, and you can kind of look at them be like oh man that guy was a writer you know who's the other guy you mentioned before I forget you said the, the author, the the Navy guy, um, mm. Mortal Kombat, there is but there's like famous artists. Yeah, you said there was, there was like, a couple of famous yeah, there's artists who like sell paintings
0: for like, you know, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely
1: like, you know, famous artists and stuff. But these are all people who had their start, you know, doing that. Um, and, and these are kind of the stories. And, and then think about it, for them to be in a position where as successful as they are to come back and reminisce and even talk about Granite. Yeah to like be like that was a positive time in my life like those are things that are really really important because you know you know graph uh, transcended right and it was a thing that that people you know i don't care how old you are man people love that shit and and, and that's a beautiful thing man
0: Heck yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Damn, I have my next question ready. I fucking <laughs> forgot it, bro. Like you know, saying so we were talking about like not like the 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 people who've come out of Chicago. Um, oh, and then in the second episode, oh, I can't think of the name. I don't want to say the wrong name. She's Harry. Yeah. Could you count that as a Keith Haring episode? or No, but but it's it, a big
1: part. It, it, it comes out of it. So there's a part where... Oh. That where
0: uh, I, I didn't really catch that. What originally made him come to Chicago to do that mural? Did they pay him? Or? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So the, the Chicago Public Schools uh, had a program in 1989 where uh, they were bringing out a bunch of famous artists to do stuff. Uh, one of the people they got in contact with, Keith Haring, <laughs> who was, we all know, he's from New York fame. It and,
0: reminds me of the Tribe Called Quest like graffiti like you would see on the Tribe Called Quest videos and all that shit. I mean, he there. did the
1: Swatch Watches back in the day. <laughs> nah, and, you don't remember that? Uh, oh, he did the Swatch Watches. He did a bunch of stuff, but he's a pretty well-known contemporary artist, and I'm pretty sure he's considered one of like the you know the most contemporary modern street artists, like one of the new guys, or new guys, rather, the old guys. Um, that kind of set that whole thing off. Mm-hmm. He came out with like Basquiat and he came out with like, you know, Futura and he came out with like um, Days and you know, yeah. he was like all like these formidable years of like, you know, Fu- did I say Futura? Futura and then yeah, um, but you know, uh, Kenny Scharf, right? Like all these guys, he was kind of like around that time, uh, Madonna, sound like a hitter. You know, Madonna and, like, uh, all those people. Um, but um, he got invited by the Chicago Public Schools to come out to Chicago and, and work with the with the high school kids and do a big project. Uh, Who we'll probably and, got paid because yeah.
0: Chicago's a big-ass fucking city. And
1: he came out, and he did a big project, man, uh, in Grand Park, which is Millennium Park now, but did a big, big, um, and it was, like, a ton of schools too, man. And they, came out they said and
0: the best artists from the school, so you probably figure the best ten, month, you know, ten folks from each school, you know. So
1: what happened was he came out and he did this project and he touched a lot of people that came out and there was. Dude, it like, seems
0: like he was cool as fuck, like showing people mad love, like going to people's cribs, just chilling, just being smoking. He was like out
1: here. He was like smoking blunts, running tunnels, you know, doing graffiti. Hanging out with the Kisa crew, you know, they were running around and, you know, going to Northwest in Gary, Indiana and, like, hanging out at these dudes' cribs and, like, you know, giving them free yard. It, it was it was a big deal, man. A lot of people talked about it. Uh, we talk about it in episode two because it did touch a lot of people, um, you know, people like, you know, Design and, and Zor and Risk and, and all the Kisa guys and Ish and Rooster and Ohms and all those guys, you know. Um, it was antique you know people like that they were they were touched by this guy and Nick Fury right people like that and um, you know they, they, they look back at it and they're like wow, this like world famous artist was like chilling hanging just out with chilling minors. with the homies you know what I'm saying and uh, you know stuff like that So you know when, when we talk about stuff like that in, in the episode it's because you know we're really trying to uh, you know connect uh Chicago with its contributions to the overall graph scene, right? right? So it's like, you know, we had contributions. We know what New York did. You know, respect to New York. They did what they did. They started it. They got their contrib- you know, Did the, they, they
0: really start it?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not going to get into that <laughs> whole New York thing, but I'm going to say like style right. They writing, took it
0: to the next level, definitely.
1: You know, whatever that's a whole other podcast but for this one i'm gonna say you know you know there's no denying what new york did there's no denying it's just what it is um but you know there's many contributions to this this because you know graffiti is a worldwide phenomenon okay it is so you know it's it's like being it's like saying you're muslim right Uh sure you know Mecca might be the the, 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 the the spot, right? But like, you know, it's uh. not the only spot, right? And you might
0: have bigger ones, like you said, like L.A., but places are still definitely mad-influenced, like Chicago, San Francisco. You know, I seen you have pictures in your book from fucking Psycho City, bro. I'm like,
1: damn. So, so you know, we all contribute in our ways, whether it be West Coast, L.A., Detroit, Chicago, Minneapolis. Who knows, man? Everybody contributes. But that is our story to that contribution. You know what I mean? Like we're not claiming anything other than this is what we did, and right. this is how we did it, and this is what we would like to report on. You know, and 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 then that's where that's where we're at, man. And you know, this story is is a story about a group of kids facing. Uh 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 uh, an uh, administration that was anti graffiti in Chicago in the nineties that was trying to eradicate what we were doing. You know, and our story is, you know, you know, uh, no funds, bunch of kids that stole everything. You know, uh, you know, uh, fighting against a nineteen million dollar administration with thirty two, you know, uh, streets and sanitation uh, trucks going out there buffing our stuff, mm-hmm. creating felonies in Chicago. Doing, you know, uh, the ban- the spray taking, paint ban. They're
0: taking motherfuckers to jail.
1: Hell yeah! Giving them time, you know, banning spray paint, banning markers, you know, uh, uh, finding parents. Like if you got caught, ra- if you got caught painting, they'd find your parents. <laughs> like if you got caught tagging, they'd be like thousand dollar fine. You pay it. You know, like they were really trying to go after us, and it's a story of us trying to beat the system, persevere, beat the system. You know that 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 um, um uh, uh rage against the machine right and like trying to be able to like continue uh with this with this art form and it was an art form at the end of the day it was an art form these were kids doing graffiti right? But this administration tried to turn us into criminals, saying that we were the cause of, you know... Oh, uh, now of, that you said that, of it crime totally
0: brings me to your shit, bro, where they were like, you guys are gang members, and they're graffiti writers, ain't nothing to do with gangs, but they still live with gang members to give them the time and make the example. You know what I mean? And he's like, nah, I like... It. Oh, man. I've had
1: police tell me they respect gangsters more than they respect writers. Okay. You know, and they were trying to make us into the criminals. They were trying to make us into the problem. But the real problem was uh, city deficits. You know, no school, no money in the schools. The real problems were the drugs. The real problem was the crime. The real problem was, was you know, the gangs. But, you know, it's easier to point at the tag on the wall and mm-hmm. say, you see that? That's the problem. That's the problem. You can see that problem. That's the problem. So you had a mayor who was running on, you know, on an anti-graffiti platform, and he criminalized us. And it was a bunch of artists, and all we wanted to do was, you know, break... Literally, look how corny that sounds. We wanted to dance. Mm-hmm. All I want to do that is dance, you know what I mean? We wanted to break dance. We wanted to do art. We wanted to rap, which to us was our poetry. We wanted to, we wanted to write. That was our art, mm-hmm. you know? That's why... Hip-hop, we say hip-hop's a culture only because in order to be a culture, the definition is you have to have your own language, you have to have your own dance, you have to have your own You know, like, that. Would, that's yep. what creates a culture. You know, poetry, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's why hip-hop to us was a culture because we were like, we fit that category. Like, we have our own dance, we have mm-hmm. our own visual arts. We have our own way of communicating. Own, right, exactly. So, you know, they criminalized us. And we fought back. We were gonna say, fuck that. You are not hip. You don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. We're not criminals. And we're not gonna take it. And that's kinda of what we did. And and, and and this is what that story is about.
0: And what has it led to? Like now we're in charge of shit. We have a whole different outlook and that's why graffiti art is so prevalent now. Weed, you know what I mean? All that shit. We've kind of tattoos. You know bro, I mean? I've had
1: mayors cut me checks of cities, and give me checks and be like, "Yo, I'm paying you for this, and we love it." Right. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, bro." You see me use spray paint. You see me do all that, but because I did it my way, and you, you don't feel you don't feel uh, um, uh, they don't feel uh, scared about it or what's mm-hmm. the word? Intimidated. Intimidated. Right. That they're like, oh, I'm gonna cut you a check for it. What's the difference? You know, but
0: like you said, we've moved into those positions where we're down with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now we're the lawyers. Whoever we're thought the there mayors. would be a
0: fucking the whole fucking Dr. Dre rap show at the fucking Super Bowl, bro? Real talk. Those are gangsters. Right. Snoop smoking weed during the Super Bowl. Crip walking. Like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? That's the biggest fucking platform in the world, right? Yeah, it is. Two billion people watch that. We have finally gotten to the position where it's like, can you imagine, like, because we're getting old, and in, in thirty, forty more years, like, the shit, they're really gonna be able to do.
1: Well, that's kind of what we're what we're aiming to do with this project, man. We're really trying to like document a certain um, thing that was happening. You know, I've watched documentaries about punk rock music. I've watched documentaries about sports. I've watched Mm -hmm. documentaries, you know, and and if you really think about it, all the dope shit started off illegally, right? Like, I mean, if you look at NASCAR, Mm -hmm. NASCAR started off by bootleggers. They were literally getting chased by cops for running illegal, you know, alcohol. And they were souping up their cars so they could outrun cops. And now it's a billion dollar industry. You know what I mean? So, everything that we do, we do now in order for us to be able to, you know, show what, we're, we're, what we were doing at the time. And it's really just archival stuff. And that leads into what my project leads into what I want to talk about next. And that's basically like all you guys out there, the younger guys, if you're listening to this, document. Take photos, become the archiver, Mm -hmm. make sure that you, bro, I know you don't depend on others. You think you're going to be old or young forever. You're not going to be the old guy. I thought that too. I'm the old guy now, you know, like take the time. Listen to me. This thing you have in your pocket, this cell phone, right? That you have in your pocket is not a camera. I know it takes pictures and it takes pretty damn good pictures, But it's not a camera. Get a real camera. Get a GoPro. Get something with 4K that is only meant to, you know, document. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, this
1: is a phone. You have a phone, which is cool. But be serious about your stuff. Get a camera. (laughs) Photograph your stuff. Document it. Because when you're older, you're going to thank yourself so much. Mm -hmm. Because it's that kind of stuff that, you know... You can't get, bu- you can't buy that stuff. Mm-mm. Some of the stuff I have will never happen again. That's you know, why it's important me for me to put it out.
0: Oh, no, for sure, and keeping like in mind the whole hip hop thing, what that reminds me of is like Kanye's documentary. That shit's fucking amazing. Just the footage, you know. It's it's a good film, whatever. But the footage alone is fucking priceless. The Wu Tang shit. And writing cream, recording cream. That shit is priceless. That's what y'all need to do, man.
1: I think I think uh, if people take um, their craft serious, if they believe in whatever it is you're doing, whether you're a rapper and you're dropping bars, or if you're an artist and you're painting canvases, or if you're out in the streets, or if you're you know uh, you know whatever it is you're doing. Take the time, even if it's just a little bit, document what you're doing, archiving it, because that time will never happen again, you know? And as
0: easy as you put that shit up, that shit could be gone that quick.
1: You know, I don't have any of I told you earlier, I don't have any of my early stuff. I thought, you know, never mind my dad raiding my room, but I always thought, like, oh, well, that's just going to ride. Like, it'll be there. And then it's not. You know what I mean? So... You know, uh, it's one of those things that you know is really, really relevant because, you know, as artists, we're visual people. I mean, not always visual, but we are. We are um, sense sense-based people, and you know, our senses leave us. People lose their hearing. People lose their sight. But you know, video and photos are forever.
0: They are. They are. You know what I mean? The internet unless yeah. fucking terminator takes us out and shit
1: so you know i'm really really excited about this project only because i uh have been documenting since i was 13 years old god damn and uh, you know we get to put some of this stuff out um and not only the stuff that's not going to make the project but there's so much stuff that we have like all the newspapers we did my brother had a newspaper we did magazines we did you know all the stuff that we've done at some point is has got to go uh either on a website or an archive or something um because
0: um almost like a digital museum
1: here's a good example man i was talking you know uh and i'm gonna say his name i normally don't but rest in peace to my boy chumbly acw Chumbly, Chumbly was uh, a great soul. If you, if you knew him, he had a brother named Fear, David, David Vasquez. They were both uh, uh, really well known, respected writers. Uh, Fear was a, a king, um, graffiti king. And I remember growing up, and you know, uh, back in the days, you would ride the buses, and um, you know, the buses were just killed, man. Like you couldn't even look out the windows, but but Fear. You know, there's the bus driver where he sits. Mm-hmm. And there was the first, the very first window after the bus driver, which is where all the old ladies sat, right? Because they'd come in with their cards. Right. Nobody wanted to sit in the back where all the fucking hooligans were. So all the, all the people, the, the safe part was in the front. Uh, so nobody would ever ride up there because the bus driver was right there. Um, but fear used to have top to bottom windows, the first two windows he would scribe with, like, sandpaper or whatever it was. It was huge, F-E-A-R, across both windows, huge, right. five feet across. Like, And, you know, everybody would be like, God damn, how did fear do that? Like, how does he get away with that? You know, all this stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, years later, I, I found out he worked for the CTA. So he was cleaning buses. Oh. So what he was doing is while he was cleaning the buses, he was rocking those windows. Dude. Right. You know, and like, it was no like one's a, really around to you know, fucking it was, regulate. It was a big hush hush. Like everybody's like, they knew he worked for the CTA, but you don't talk. You know, like mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Um, you know, rest in peace, Fear Man. He passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but uh, you know, his brother Chumbly, which was a little bit older than him, um, was also a graffiti writer, very well known. Um, but uh, Chumbly got a little sick towards the end. And uh, maybe about five, six months ago, six months ago, maybe, I called him. And I do interviews over the phone. Like, mm-hmm. I call people, and I'll interview them, like, straight up, like, record the call Yeah. and interview them. And uh, I called Chumbly, and we had this whole conversation for, like, two hours. And I, I wanted to know everything. I wanted to know his social security number, what his PIN number was. <laughs> you know, I was asking him everything. And uh, in that phone call... I told him, no, in that phone call, he tells me, oh, bro, you know, he had gotten sick, and he was like, I know, I've been kind of flaking on you. I told you I was going to look for photos, and I didn't look for photos. And he's kind of apologizing to yeah. me a little bit, and he's telling me, like, you know, um, I'll get to it, bro, don't trip. Like, I, uh-huh. you know, his brother had just died, so he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look through David's stuff, the your yeah. stuff, and I'll see what I can find. And in that interview... I kind of scold him a little, and I tell him, I was like, dude, you're being fucking lazy, bro. I was like, go look for that shit. I go, you're going to end up fucking dying, and that shit's going to go, someone's just going to throw that shit away. Throw it away? And he was like, you're right, bro, I'll look for him, this and that. Two months later, Chumlee died. Sorry to hear that. You know, so I was like, fuck. But I have that interview, Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because I hear that interview, and I fucking tell him that. You know, um, And
0: he never got you the stuff? No,
1: he never got me the stuff. You know, So it's kind of why it's so important that people need to document and archive. And not only that, but share.
0: Yeah. Well, Even with the podcast, man, there's kind of people, you know, I've asked a couple people who are kind of up on the totem pole and they just, you know, don't want to do it. But I'm like, man, like you're part of history. You got to fucking preserve this because if something happens to you, and all that shit is lost, man. Like now we have the, the ability to fucking live forever with that shit, you know what I mean? And like everyone has their part in the puzzle, you know what I mean?
1: Well, that's something that's, I think you hit it right on the head right there. Not everybody has everything. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us, right, as a community, to help fill in those gaps, mm-hmm. right? And there's all these gatekeepers, right? You get all these people that are like, you know, everybody thinks their photo album's gonna be the one that like yeah. is the million dollar photo album. Everybody thinks their verse is gonna be the one that makes the song or whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, you gotta share, man. If you don't share,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, what's it good for? Um, and that kind of leads to the next topic. We were talking about this earlier. I don't know anything about Denver Graph, bro. Like I don't know nothing, right? So like I know a few people and I got a couple photos and I've talked to Jolt about it and I'd mm-hmm. be like, yo, who the fuck is this? Because I've had people give you know, give me photos and be like, yo, this is a '89 or whatever from right. you know, Denver or whatever, and I'm like, yo. And Jolt seen it, and he was like, yo, he's like, I, I kind of I don't know maybe, yeah. but um, but you know how dope would it be? And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, on air. I'm gonna go ahead and challenge you, Mr. Joe Thunder of Joe Thunder's podcast. Um, you know how dope would it be if we were able? I would love to be able to moderate or do something mm-hmm. where we could bring super old school dudes. You know the DJ Chones of the world and like you know these people yeah. and bring them in and be like, yo, tell me what do you know? Right. Like what what photos you got? You know. And because I think it is important and, and me being more of a historian and archivist lately, um, I would love to facilitate that. So if you'd be down, I, I, I'm going to call a fucking, you know, a call to arms or a call to action and say, yo, mm-hmm. no, I'll talk to some people you talk to your people. Yeah. I don't know enough. <coughs> I don't know enough people.
0: Neither do I, but I have my crew That's and the what I'm people, saying. We and have I the can network. tell you the people in my shit are definitely, you know. So
1: I'm gonna go ahead and set a challenge publicly and say, yo, like let's let's do a little forum in which we could put that out there, because I don't know when Graff started here, who's mm-hmm. doing what, who's the first, you know, and I'd love to know because I'm curious. There's, I like graffiti, so I'm curious.
0: They talk. Um, you gotta check out this documentary, man. It's um. Something about the Rockies. It's like a Colorado like hip hop documentary. And it goes into the it goes into it has a little graffiti part where it kind of talks about like RTD starting you know shoot some early shit like that. But um, that would definitely be some interesting shit that we should do. Because like you said, people need to know, man.
1: Only because I'm curious.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not anybody to call anything. I'm not anybody, but like you know. I'm 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 here now and, and I definitely would like to know, you know, I know more about Detroit history and Indianapolis history and Minneapolis history and I know more about New York history than I do about where I live. Right. You know. So I'm definitely well, def- Denver
0: definitely got a lot of history, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always had a dope scene. So I would say that. Like if 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 anything I say, you know, call to arms and we'll figure it out. Um but I I could reach out to the you know the people I know and it would be dope if you reach out and we we have like uh you know like a little forum where we get people together and we we, we, we iron See, it you, out
0: you you would have to go like back back like cuz I'm starting to learn a couple of people right now like even you should take a listen to the Cosmo podcast I posted last week he's a big Colorado hip hop graffiti b-boy like I didn't know him like I didn't know him until about a couple of weeks ago, but we talked, and, like, he would say shit, and I'm like, you're talking about so-and-so, and he'd be like, yup, and he know he's, you know what I mean? You have to check it out, bro, but he would be a big-time one, and probably, like, a lot of b-boys, like, he like said, everyone did everything back in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Until they you Mostly we're shit all out. dancers and shit. Mostly everybody started breaking, right? Everybody was a breaker first.
0: I tried it. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. too fat.
1: Yeah, I had a crazy knee spin, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <start. laughs> No, but no. Seriously, though, and you know, I just just to kind of bundle everything in a neat package. Oh, for sure. This pack, uh, this project is that. It's us trying to come together as a community to kind of tell that story. Nah. You know, we don't. We don't. We didn't have professional archivists. We didn't like. We didn't have professional photographers. We didn't have any of that stuff. So to us, this is our. Um, or homage right homage to 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 that scene and with people dying and with with uh, you know the loss of of, of materials and content and, and everything it's important now that the people that were actually there uh, even from a verbal like a like a
0: we're all in that age of passing, like you said. I mean,
1: what's that called? Uh, when you, when you, when you pass along stuff verbally from generation to what's that called? Uh,
0: um, just dropping knowledge. I mean,
1: yeah, but the, it, it's basically passing. it's like um, you know, uh, uh, I forget what it's called, but it, it's just like a verbal, like uh, uh, just spreading the tradition, like right. the, the, the the you know, and and and, and I think that. Once that's gone,
0: it'll be gone forever.
1: And you don't know what they'll replace it with, right? You know what I'm saying? And they'll be like, "Yo, so and so was the king, of whatever." And no, I think I think
0: it's shit like that, dog. Like just an oral in, in tradition.
1: Life, yeah, that's what it's called—an oral tradition. Right? Life in
0: general, like my grandma, fucking, she passed a couple of years ago, and she made tamales every fucking month. But that shit was never passed down, and now that's gone. Right? You know, my neighbor was like a good example of that he was like a fucking. Like, how do I explain it, man? He was just, like, a man of all trades. He owned, like, the whole fucking block where I, where I, where I grew up. His your name, your name was Mr. Jones. He was a white dude. And he was a fucking cop with fucking in the Billy Club days. Tell me stories of fucking patrolling the fucking sewers. Because in Denver, that's where all the shit went down back in the day, all the gambling, all the drinking, all the prostitution. And they wouldn't bust no one or anything, but they would just kind of keep the peace, you know what I mean? Make sure there ain't no dead bodies, ain't no one really fucking up. But that fool was like an electrician, can fucking anything on your car, can build a fucking house, can grow a fucking garden. I remember, like, they used to have the biggest fucking garden, bro, like the whole lot and a half, like a house lot and a half. Because they had, like, two lots from the corner, and then their house was there, and then we were next to them. But they, you know what I mean? They own like, the whole block, so, like, they were like that. Back in the day, and I always feel like like this fool had a pit in his garage to work on his car. And This is back then. Like, so much tradition and so much knowledge, like, died with that, with him, you know what I mean? And it's sad because, like, like I said, he could fucking do anything, bro. Like, really, like, he could and fucking...
1: Imagine all the stuff he didn't tell you because exactly,
0: you were a kid. Exactly, bro. Like, this fool had, like, Model A's when I was, like, a little kid and had, like, two or three of them, like, in the garage, like, covered up. Like, he led that fucking crazy life of... He's seen a fucking lot of shit, you know what I mean?
1: And that, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being... Handing
0: down that tradition.
1: Yeah, and, and, and not only that, but being um, being our own... Um being our own gatekeepers, you know uh-huh. being our own
0: because pe- we can nowadays with the internet we could fucking what are we
1: what are we gonna wait till you know we're gonna wait till you know a corporation co-ops you know what we're doing and I mean it's already happening, but mm-hmm. you know what are we gonna wait till they, they they
0: they take over they take
1: it and say no that's not hip hop you're doing it wrong this. This uh, is graffiti. This, this is Hunger that. Some shit. And you know, I keep saying <laughs> hip hop only because that's my background. But you know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna just say hip hop because, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to other kind of musics and stuff. But wait, what are you gonna do when, when they, when they tell you, or when they tell your kid, or when they tell the next your little brother and they say, Nah, bro, you're doing it wrong. That's not that. It's this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, That's not what it was when I was a kid. Right. You know, but so all of we got to
0: be gone one day,
1: but we got to take responsibility mm-hmm. for our actions. We got to be the ones that say, mm-hmm. no, this is how it happened.
0: And we got to put it out there. Like, yeah. just like the hieroglyphics, bro, we got to put it out there being that the Internet is out there now. So they know how it was from the beginning and they don't make up some false narrative.
1: Right. But I'm going to tell you something even about your hieroglyphics, bro. Did you know that uh, that? Uh, uh, Cleopatra didn't even know how to read hieroglyphics they were so old they were 2,000 3,000 years old mm-hmm. by the time Cleopatra came she didn't know how to read that shit No. Nah. you know so we need to be the ones to But that to might be that what do you
0: think about that though what about in like fucking 50 years they can't fucking decipher what the fuck our written is or our fucking shit is what if it's some fucking dot 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 who fucking knows
1: well, I mean that that that's. I mean, kids nowadays aren't even being taught handwriting anymore.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, so you know, but but it's a
0: mo- only a moment of time before fucking written is even completely gone.
1: You know what? Okay, I'll give you one now. I'll give you one better than that. Wait till fifty years from now, when we can't even trust our own senses because everything's virtual reality and augmented reality, where we can't even tell what the truth is from from actual. You know like What we can smell Touch feel And all that um, That Is a trip I got some shit for you Look I, It's funny that you say that Cause I just literally Just was writing some shit About this the other day mm-hmm. And Well Here I gotta change I got things I hate You don't wanna hear my My list about things I hate Right Go for it bro uh, Hold on hold on you, the, you really
0: Share the fucking
1: Alright Things I hate Searching for Tupperware lids Yeah oh, I hate that shit
0: because <laughs> we never had the same fucking Tupperware. We got a couple of dollar store ones. We got a couple Tupperware ones. Tow truck
1: drivers. Can't stand them. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the nice ones that pick you up in a rainstorm on the side of the road. I'm talking about I'm
0: talking about one motherfucking in your car. When they, when they hold
1: your shit hostage. New Year's. All right. Insurance adjusters. All right. Never trust car or car. any insurance adjusters. Dog, like. Their whole job is to prove you wrong, Exactly. Joe.
0: And they, oh, bro. My place flooded.
1: Really? When?
0: This was a while ago. This is probably like... No, it
1: didn't. It, it probably it, happened before. Before what? No, that's how they act.
0: <laughs> oh no! Nah, no, nah, I mean, no, my shit just flooded, bro. But luckily, I had insurance. But that shit took forever, bro. That took like a month. That not a month. That took like a year, and I had to fucking submit like twenty fucking things every fucking time. And this fucking bitch was fucking going on vacation and just fucking she'd approved like. 20% and it'd be like, fuck, like, come on, dude, like, you didn't get the rest? You're like, no. So, like, I try to call her, bro, try everything, like, nothing fucking See? working. Nothing. You hate
1: him too. All so,
0: right. real quick, hey. real quick. So, finally, bro, i like, tried the whole corporate shit first name, last initial, or last, first initial, last name, at fucking something, something like that. Bitch, answer me, bro. Like, but it was like a struggle. Yeah.
1: Like, it was their funny. whole job it's is to, you to prove you wrong. Yeah. To, to save their company mm-hmm. money. All right, uh, inconsiderate people. I hate inconsiderate people. No. Inconsiderate people. Just a jackass. If, if if you if you're not even at the very least a human being enough to like, just you know take other people's uh, you know life and feelings in consideration, okay. then fuck you. All right. If you can't hold the door for you For me or for anybody Fuck you yeah. If you can't let a person You know What merge about you to What traffic, about
0: What about the person You hold the door for That doesn't say thank you
1: That's our responsibility What do you mean because if you hold the door, you should do it because you're nice, not because yeah. you expect something.
0: Well, no, I mean, but not, not never. I never hold a door expecting to fucking thank you. But I mean, when you hold a door for someone, and some motherfuckers like don't even say nothing, like damn bitch, <laughs> I have to fucking. So I don't do it no more. I don't know.
1: Uh, all him. right, let's see.
0: Uh, Why you skipping them?
1: I I skipped a couple. I skipped. A I know. Why are you I, 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 I skipped. Uh, you want to know which ones I skipped? I skipped.
0: I give us the full story.
1: Food that has to advertise that it's made with real this or that. So like, if you get a food and it says made with real cheese, like you probably shouldn't be eating it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can't stand that shit. Like, we should know better, right? And then I got another one that says, you know, things that I hate. One thing that I hate is knowing that skateboarders hate. Peep, scooters that took over skate parks. Because you know they're salty as fuck about having to share the skate park.
0: Are there a gang of fools with scooters in the skate park? Bro,
1: they these motherfuckers are took over bro. And like scooters aren't like scooters, like me and you. Uh-huh. These motherfuckers do flips and backwards shit, and they do like little yeah, bro. It's a whole. It's thing. a different level. It's it's yeah. not what I'm thinking. about nah, nah, toy it's shit. Not Hasbro shit. It's, this is right. for real shit.
0: I'm thinking this is it like getting a bunch of graffiti riders and a bunch of muralists. But and you putting know, them in the room.
1: skater's got to be salty as fuck about that, all right? Because it's like letting out. Well, whatever. We're not gonna get into it, but I'm sure they're salty about it. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Uh, what were we talking about? The senses Not being able to trust your senses That's what we were talking about Right uh, nah, I'm not gonna read that That sounds pretentious But I'll let you read it But I'm not gonna say it on air <laughs> um, But basically You know um, Yeah man what, what are you gonna do When the narrative changes And you don't get to tell your own story I mean that's the basic
0: It's gonna be too late Cause ain't no one Not that no one ain't gonna give a fuck But Like You don't want someone else telling your shit.
1: Well, it might be that nobody gives a fuck. Because, you know, the future is for the youth, man. Just like when we were kids and we bucked the trend and we were fucking Mm -hmm. wild and we did what we did. And, you know, the people behind us did the same thing. Or before us, rather. You know? And, like, you know, we tend, as humans, we tend to believe that you know the present is like the best it's ever going to get right like we're at the head of you know humanity and but the, our parents thought that too right they thought we were on some sucker shit you know they were like oh shit y'all like go bots and shit like that's lame like you know like you know um, so people behind us are deaf going to say that man and, and 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 we can't get mad at them oh you don't you don't appreciate us you don't know how it was that, that's old man shit, bro. That's us standing on the lawn yeah. saying, get off my lawn. We need to embrace, embrace the youth and say, oh, you're into that? That's what's up. But, but they need
0: to accept it at the same time.
1: Yeah, but, with the, but we need to show and prove. We need to be able to show them like, yo, this is why we think we're the shit. Now show me why you guys think you're the shit. Right. And and it's a responsibility, man, because, you know, the older we get, um, the further we get away from uh, What's new and what's hip Right And like Hip You know I told you that last time um, The best quote I can give you Is fucking Abe Simpson From The Simpsons Grandpa Simpson I used to be with it And then they changed what it was mm-hmm. And now what it is Is scary You know It's, no. it's, it's different and scary so, you know, we need to be able to understand that it's okay to be different, but we need to be able to give contextual understanding to the generations behind us. It's like when I watch a World War Two documentary mm-hmm. or some shit, like I'm like, Oh, WW two, it's crazy, right? It was the biggest war ever and then I watch some like documentary and I'm like, Fuck, that was crazy, right? Like you see the trenches and You see the tanks, and you see, and then you're like, "Oh, it gives you context." That's what we need to do. We need to be able to give the future generations context, substance. Yeah, and only through that will they maybe learn. They might not get it, and that's okay. You know, but then we can't turn around and say
0: we didn't. We didn't try,
1: right? We got to be able to say we gave you the shit, you didn't get it, and that's okay. But you know we
0: gave you the alley oop, you didn't dunk it. You know what
1: I mean. But we can't sit here and complain. So I'm I'm telling people, whoever's listening to this, like, yo, document your shit. You know, archive your stuff. Make sure that you you tell your story in a way that that resonates and that's like, you know, that's long lasting. Mm-hmm. Because you can't complain um, when people don't get your shit because people aren't supposed to get your shit. You know what I mean? We kind of have to feed it to them oh for sure and, and and that's my point of view so i i keep harping on it but you guys know what i mean
0: document your that's
1: right go check out the documentary it was written that's what i was going
0: to ask you when's the when can they expect the first episode to come out
1: well, what are we looking at well what we're trying to do is hopefully we get it picked up by some streaming service so if we can like you know put it on netflix or prime or something like that um we are editing uh episode four we still have some stuff we gotta do as far as you know like uh you know polishing it and like refining it so like color correction audio correction doing some sort of that you know that kind of stuff um but uh man i'd love to tell you within a year we would have this out um and you know we're gonna shop it around and you know, we got plans on, like, touring it and doing, like, panel discussions and stuff like that.
0: Can I ask you a question? What would be a starting price of something like that? I'm kind of, like, lost in that whole... I couldn't even think of, like...
1: What do you mean? Starting price for what? Like if, as, like,
0: if Netflix came to you and said, we'll
1: buy all five
0: episodes.
1: I, I I, don't even know. I couldn't tell you, only because...
0: Like, would it, like... Would 10000 an episode be insulting? Yeah. Would fifty thousand episode be insulting? Probably. Hundred.
1: We're in there somewhere. If so we just, I think once
0: we get to two. I think once we get to a quarter million milli, then it's kind of like, right?
1: Yeah. With ten thousand dollars, I can tell you right now, per episode, we've just in man 50 hours. Racks, we've, yeah. we've already fucking we're over budget. Uh, uh, fifty racks per episode. We're talking. Uh, man hours, licensing, traveling costs, uh, you know, promotion, all that kind of stuff. It's closer, but it's not there yet. Only because I know what they're charging. You know. So
0: you know. What, so that would be that would be a quarter mil then.
1: Um, I, I you know.
0: But that's fifty an episode, right? There's, but it's
1: not only up to me. Right. My, my opinion doesn't. You know. But,
0: I, but I'm saying I, I get all that, but I'm saying just personally, like
1: personally, what
0: number would make you be like? Like, really, not really, like you know.
1: I mean, with with what's what's going on in, in like Hollywood and streaming, I mean, I think if we sold it for one or two million, it would still be considered cheap, because you got to remember, even if you make a million dollar movie nowadays, that's considered uh, independent, indie, low budget. All right. You know what I mean? So. Considering that we did all the work, we did all the you know all the editing, we did all the licensing, hmm. we did every you know everything, um, you know they literally all have to. They're buying a final product. Right. Yeah. You know Don't what I'm say, saying. Yeah. So you know they're not necessarily we're not we're not invoicing them for everything. So at the end of the day, uh, just out of convenience, they're
0: buying like, a lowrider.
1: Right. The out of yeah. So they of spend. You know what I'm saying? Three million. Right, but they they don't have to do any of that. Right. All they have to do is put it out, market it, or whatever it is. So I don't I don't like giving out numbers mm-hmm. because I don't know. I mean I I don't want to front, but at the end of the day, I do know uh, versus cost analysis of what it you know costs to make versus uh, what they can get out of it. Like they they would literally just have to push it out. <laughs>
0: Now, when you're dealing with the big boys like that, do they give you options or is it it, it like I'm just buying it for you or is it like I'm going to buy it for me for 1.5 or we'll give you fucking 700,000 and you get five points on that shit?
1: Yeah, so the way it works is uh, depending if you, if you, how much say they have. So if they're producing it, like if they, so you're absolutely right. So if they buy the final project, they'll say it's so much, this is what you get, bam, mm-hmm. deliverable, right? You, you deliver it. Um, or, and, 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 and as creators, we get to keep a ton of autonomy, right? Because we're, we're making all the decisions and stuff. But if they come in towards the end and they say, we'll inject you with money, to do all kinds of stuff, you make us a producer, we'll give you certain amounts of money. And that would be the
0: best shit for your next three projects.
1: And they'll say, you know what, um, for that, you know, um, we get a certain say. So then they start saying things like, oh, we don't like the ending. Or, oh, maybe the titles are whack. Oh, maybe you should do this. Or let's hire a guy to retool (laughs) some of the episodes. (laughs) You know, but it depends, man. I mean... You know, at the end of the day... As an artist, you want to have full autonomy, but you also need the the capital to make it happen. So you gotta you gotta it's a give and take because especially in this kind of industry, it's a collaborative medium. Right. Nobody makes everything. You got a director, you got a film guy, you got this, you got that. You know what I mean? So, so um, you know, you gotta know what you're getting, right? You gotta know what you're getting and what you're putting out. Um, it'd be nice to say, "Oh, I retain a hundred percent of my my artistic." All right. That's if you had a fucking co- if a, you know, a trust fund. Right. Exactly.
0: You know I mean, but it, if you need money or you need any kind of bread, like you're gonna At have to come off some. At the end of
1: the day, are you trying to put it out, or are you trying to be like some like crazy like artist guy that like doesn't want to hear anything from anybody? Right. You know. So. It's like it's just like a rapper, right? Like you, you want to be independent but you, you got studio costs, you got this, you got that. But how but
0: how how far do you want to go? Right. You know. Do you, you want to make distribution? it to you want to make it this? to gold? You want right. to make them silver? Right. Platinum? You want
1: to you want to sell 4000 copies yeah, of you your exactly. trunk,
0: you know? Exactly. Hell yeah, Want to go
1: wood in the hood?
0: <laughs> well, I'm definitely excited to see more, man. It looks like a dope-ass project, bro. Salute to you, man.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you. And, you know, we're just trying to make people uh, proud, man.
0: Oh, for sure. That's dope. That's, you know, not too many people put other people or their peers on, on blast like that or, you know, you know, put the shit out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I wish I could say, oh, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a... It's a you know a five hour episodes or one hour episodes of like me and my crew or whatever, but it's hopefully everybody. right. Hopefully, what you saw, you see that we're we're definitely we're not doing that. This is a non biased, non partisan like you know project.
0: That's dope. Well, shit, man. What's your social media so they can you know kind of tap in and kind of keep an eye and see when this shit might be dropping or when you know sure. see all the so new shit. Sure. So you can
1: hit me up personally at C three P O paints P A I nts at instagram if you want to go ahead and follow the project you can go to it underscore was underscore written underscore doc it was written doc on instagram you can find us on there we got all kinds of old school uh, stuff that we put on there photos videos and kind of stuff like that
0: archives for days
1: that's right And uh, you can follow us there. You could also follow another of the producers, which is uh, Teal Paints, Mm -hmm. T E E L Paints, at Instagram. Uh, The director, which is a fine gentleman out of Houston, Um, his uh, Instagram is Zoom Creep, at Instagram. So it's Zoom, Z O O M, Creep, C R E E P. Um, And basically, you know, you follow us, you can kind of see what we're doing. It's it's a labor of love, man we're really trying to uh make it happen and, and we're, we're we're really further along i'm actually getting butterflies bro because like we're at that point uh where we're kind of you don't
0: want to see it in you know what
1: i'm saying we're over the hill so like now it's that like, kind of downhill a Literally. little bit and we're really really starting to get excited about it so like man come follow us come take a look you know it doesn't cost you anything to support you know i i got a lot of love for people like Joe Thunder and all the people that have been like giving us an outlet to be well, able I appreciate to like, you man you know put this out there and kind of have a you know a, a voice in that whole space and you know I also like to say that um you know i want to be able to say people come you know uh, and, and and support joe and and what he does and 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 you know his podcasts are blowing up and all that so um you know get, you know and and even like uh elvis uh was it Freshly? Yeah. Elvis uh, Freshly and, 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 and the sponsors of the of the place, man. These are all people that are making creative content happen.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well should appreciate you coming on by, man. I'm sure we'll definitely chop it up again some more. Any kind of final thoughts? Any any shout outs?
1: Um, just you know shout outs to to all the people out there that are that are uh, really trying to be creative in the space and, and, and really trying to like transcend the, 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 the monotony of, of, of life. there's there's so much stuff going on right now in the world and a lot of negativity and stuff but you know those that that, that bring that bring a little bit of interest to the life, a little color to the world you know, it, it, it's, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you try to be, um, um, you know, uh, uh, like-minded people. So shout out to all the people that are are definitely making things happen and creating content and, you know, and I hate the word content. I know Uh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying content. Creating art. Yeah, right, you know, creating art. Just being creative. Yeah, because we do make the the world, right, right. We do make the world go round, uh, you know, And, and I do feel like the future is gonna go more in that direction. People need to be entertained and you know,
0: for sure. Shit, there you have it. C3PO. I gotta do it all slow to make sure I don't miss any, uh, any of them.
1: Burr, 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 burr.
0: <laughs> MUL Crew documentary. It was written, you know. what I mean, shit, check him out. He got some dope artwork, you know. what I mean, I'm sure his. Ladies, hit them up. We're fuck you. Yeah. It's one thirty-one know it. in the morning. But we out of here. Peace. It's your boy Joe Thunder smoking with Joe Thunder podcast. We're on all platforms. We out of here.
1: Shout out to the block.
0: <laughs> Peace.